Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 194, and we are recapping the April 7th game between the Chicago Cubs and the Texas Rangers. And we're also going to be covering um, the bus visit for the Cubs and Mariners from um, uh, what day was that, Jack? Was that the 10th or 11th? Yeah, it was, it was Monday, whatever whatever day Monday was. <laughs> yeah, um, let's say the 10th. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're going with there. Um, so kind of a 2-4 a two, a two here. Um, but before we do that, it is episode number 194. So, uh, Jack, it's your guy this week. Who do you got? Yeah, I have Russell Brannion. Um, oh. I never would have. You remember Russell Brannion? They just mentioned him yesterday on the Cubs broadcast. Really? What did they say about him? Well, uh, Jared Kelenic hit a bomb to, like, straightaway center in the bleachers, and mm-hmm. J.D. said, like, yeah, Russell Brandon had kind of power like that, but, yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, well, his name was, a nickname was, is listed as Russell the Muscle here um, huh. on uh, on baseball reference, but, yeah, I, I can't believe that he hit 194 home runs. He seemed like such a journeyman. I didn't know he was 6'4", 235. I, I always thought he was kind of like a, you know, I, I don't know, I remembered him as being shorter than that. Uh, you yeah. know, played third third base first base and outfield um uh total journeyman guy played for 14 years um i think he played for 11 teams over those 14 years uh wow. let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten well ten ten maybe eleven if i'm counting correctly but uh three of those were spent with the brewers i'm surprised that this guy uh never played with the cubs or the white Sox. that's kind of a surprise um Definitely a, a three true outcome guy, although kind of not without the walks. Um, just a lot of strikeouts <laughs> and a lot of home runs. But when he would when he would make contact, it would go a long way. Yeah, for sure. I um, <clears throat> so it's funny. I I remembered him being like a big guy, uh, but I mm-hmm. did not re- I did not realize he played on ten different teams. That's crazy. I yeah. Like, I, I remember him as a as an Indian and uh, a Mariner. Maybe did he play with the Mariners? Yeah, uh, he did seasons. play with the Mariners for uh, two years. Brewers for yeah. three. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. So I I I knew he did have good homer numbers. Um. So I guess one ninety four probably. You know, it's weird. It's like you see a guy hit like, like a have a couple seasons of like thirty to forty homers, and you think like, oh, or if like if you think of it like an old guy from like your childhood. And you're like, oh, I remember he hit like 30 homers one year. He probably has like 250 homers. And you look and he's got like 112 or something. Sure. Um, you know, I've been surprised like that before. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. That's 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 pretty good for Russell Brannion, I'd say. It is. Um, yeah, especially for a guy who only played uh, 100 games four times in his career in a 14-year career. Uh, I think the most interesting thing about Russell Brand, you know, is that he played 14 years in the majors and he only managed to make $7.1 million. Um, oh, that's yeah. tough to do, especially for a guy who hit almost 200 career home runs. Uh, so I, I feel like if he was playing, you know, now – he would maybe make four or five million bucks a year. But, uh, yeah, you know, Russell Brannion, uh, a guy that I guess could come off the bench and, and hit a home run from the left side. 
Yeah, I wonder. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if he was uh, more thrifty with his money uh, through his career. <laughs> Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely always making close to the league minimum. Um, all right, so, yeah, that's that's Russell Brannion. Uh, and, yeah, funny that they mentioned him on the Cubs broadcast. Uh, I went to the game on Monday. Jeremy joined me, um, the Mariners game. Jeremy joined me at the bus. But Jared Kelenic hit an absolute blast uh, in that game, too. So, you know, that, that guy's got some serious power as well. That was a cool home run to see. Uh, maybe not cool if you were a Cubs fan. But uh, yeah. ultimately, they ended up winning that game. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the one from yesterday, Jack, but it. Um, I saw the one from Monday on the re- replays, but I saw the one from yesterday, and it was um, it was just crushed. He he hit it to the second deck, the second level of the straightaway center bleachers. Um, Good lord! Which, yeah, they said it was what four hundred eighty-five feet that one yesterday. Yeah, for eighty-two or eighty-five. Yeah, they said okay, it was the long, yeah. longest homer in Wrigley Field in the Statcast era. You know, which is only like I think they said twenty fifteen or twenty fifteen. I think, but um, okay. Yeah, or maybe it's maybe it's earlier than that, but still, like you know, in, within relatively recent years. But you know, there's definitely been homers longer than that, but that's the longest one in in a long time. So, man. Um. All right. Well, uh, we actually will we'll probably talk a little bit about Jared Kalanick later. Um. Uh. Well, Jeremy, we have a we have a lot to cover from our games. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done the yeah. episode. So, what do you say we jump into the Rangers game first? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we knocked the Rangers off the list, which was cool. We still now we just have one team we haven't seen. Um, and ironically enough, it's a National League team, the uh, Atlanta Braves. Um, so uh, they're they're playing in early August, I believe, in Chicago. So um, uh, I think uh, I think it's doable that we could see them. Um, yeah, absolutely. One thing to note about this game that got me by surprise is that the that Wrigley Field now, um, unless it's like opening day, maybe like weekend games or something, but like. For most games now, they are opening their uh, gates 90 minutes before first pitch. Um, the White Sox do that. I feel like most, a lot of teams do that who maybe don't draw so well. So I feel like it's kind of a significant thing for the Cubs to like shorten their like um, their their time like before they uh, when they open the gates. Um, so that was that was kind of weird. I um, showed up. Uh, I was gonna be late for what I thought would be. So yeah, it was a 120 game. Gates would have normally opened at 11:20, uh, but they opened at 11:50, I guess. So I was I actually got there before like at like 11:40 or something. So I had to wait in line to get into the stadium. And uh, I think Jack, you mentioned something about when you were walking in the stadium. You definitely waiting in line to get into the stadium. You definitely hear some stupid stuff. Um, <laughs> So uh, there was um, there was some guy like who like signified with another guy about a Josh Smith jersey, which was like that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I feel um, sure there was a group of like twenty somethings behind me, so you could imagine that was a a real um, you know uh, meeting of the minds, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So there was like a group of like three guys and like two girls or something, and like yeah, they were like in their early twenties for sure. Um, you know, I would even go so far as to say they had like the vibe of like some suburban kids. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, (laughs) at first, the first thing I heard from them was like one guy turns to the other guy and he's like, dude, Ricky isn't coming. (laughs) And like, and so like, I guess they had like another, a ticket for a friend and he just like told them like while they were in line for the game that he wasn't coming. Um, which like if you were an adult, like that would piss the hell off out of me. Like it's sure. like no warning. You're just like not coming to this game. So now I have this ticket and like, I mean, and maybe he paid for it or something, but it would be super annoying. 
but I, you know, I suppose like at that age, like they're like, Oh yeah, whatever. He's just not coming. Like, you know? Um, and so then like, there was a girl with them too. And, uh, she was like, she turned to the guys and she's like, I hope you're ready to see me go yard tonight. <laughs> and the guys were like, what? Go yeah. yard. What are you talking about? And they're like, you're going to hit a home run. And she's like, no, I'm going to go yard. You know, I'm going to party. And they're like, do you mean go hard tonight? And she's like, yeah, whatever. Go hard, whatever. And they're like, dude, like going yard means hitting a home run. Like you're going to go hard tonight. And she's like, ah, whatever. And like, I'm like, what the hell is going on with these people? Like I could see why they didn't, they didn't care that Ricky wasn't coming. Like, sure. It was very, I was like, it made me, you know, I guess it's one of those things you like see young people and you're like, Oh yeah, they're having fun. And then you think about the reality of their situation. It's like, ugh, like I'm glad those days are behind me. Like not, not to say that I was hanging out with people who would say that back in my early twenties, but, um, it was, uh, it was a thing. That, so that's a really, that's a really interesting mistake to make though. Um, it is like, has she been saying go yard her whole life? Uh, you know, as far as you know, parting sometimes you know, like if you know, uh, you you mispronounce a name or a word and just nobody says anything to you, and then you just keep mispronouncing it. Like, mm-hmm. is that what she's been doing her whole life? Who knows? Yeah, I wonder if she was like, she's like, like she liked one of the guys and she was trying to impress him, and and like he likes baseball, so she like she like created that like malpropism, like sure, you know, on purpose or something. But uh, just to make her think, make them think that she like knows baseball well or something. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, it was uh, just absurd. Um, and I was, I had to listen to that whole conversation. So, um, huh. so yeah, um, I got in, uh, yeah, before Jack. So I, I've been, um, you know, I, I, I got something to eat. Um, I, I had a taste for like, uh, like a Polish or like a, a brat or something. And I smelled, I went by one stand and I smelled, um, the sauerkraut actually and like i i'm not usually like like drawn to like sauerkraut necessarily but there's something about the smell that was getting me so i went over to the stand and it's another one of the new food stands and i didn't even realize it like the first day that i was there but they had um a burger stuffed brat um i didn't even take a picture of it because it it doesn't look appetizing and it's just kind of absurd it looks like a canoe, basically, like a meat canoe. So it mm-hmm. looks like a brat. Like imagine a brat being split in the middle and then wedged with like ground beef, and it's okay. kind of like charred um, on the grill and everything. So I ended up getting that, and um, I forgot to get the sauerkraut with it. Uh, they asked me if I wanted grilled onions, and I said yeah, and then um, I forgot to get the sauerkraut. So it was like it was a complete whiff. Um, and then I got the then I got the sandwich, and like they put it on a burger bun, too. It's it's really weird. It was just like it's weird. We we went the other day um on on opening day and got like they have these like chicken bows. So like like you know like the I think it's Chinese like that like kind of fluffy bow thing like it's kind of like a bun, but they put it like under the heat lamp and so it got like all like crisped up, which is not supposed yeah. to it's supposed to be like super soft and fluffy. So they like you know, they didn't know how to prep it. And so I feel like they're either still figuring these things out or they're like they're just like swings and misses like with the new food. But the burger stuff brought was um, sounded good on paper, but it was kind of a swing and a miss at the end of the day. Did did, uh, did, it, did you just get like ketchup with it or something or did they give you any kind of, kind I, of like sauce? I put um, 
no, they don't put anything on there except for like, you know, grilled onions or whatever. <laughs> um, I actually did go to my seat and I forgot to get mustard on it. So I, I had to go back and get some mustard packets. Um, so I, I just I just want mustard on there. Um, I wonder, you know what? Maybe it might be good with ketchup, actually. I don't really put mm. ketchup on too much stuff these days, but um, maybe that maybe that could have helped it. But the bun was like falling apart and stuff. It was it was it was just a mess. It was a, it was a swing and a miss for sure. Yeah, leave, leave the specialty foods to the uh, White Sox, uh, yeah. Wrigley Field. You know, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, they they yeah, like I said, they get they had these tacos that were pretty good. Um, but they're kind of expensive, but, uh, so I haven't gotten them again, but, uh, I would get those again, but, uh, the other stuff I had not so, not so great so far. Um, so I was, uh, dejected about the brat basically. So I'm like, you know what? I got to like fix this. So I, when I got upstairs to my seat, um, I actually went and got a, a hot dog, um, because I just wanted something else to, to, to kind of cleanse the palate. So I, um, they have like the self checkout thing where you like, um, it scans your food and then like you pay and the, the food thing had like two ways to pay. So it had like a thing where you could like scan like your phone and then a thing where you tap your card. Right. Um, and so I did, I think I did something where like I scanned my card, uh, or scanned my phone and like, it didn't look like it worked. And, and there was, okay, so there was a guy standing right next to the thing. And he's like, yeah, you can just scan your card or, or scan your phone, tap your card, whatever, like, you know, and, you know, your choice or whatever. And so I, I like, went to scan my phone. It didn't work. At least I didn't think it worked. So then I tapped my, I'm like, you know what, uh, let me just, I'm just going to tap my card. And the guy goes like, man, you got a lot of ways to pay. <laughs> I'm like, don't don't patronize me, man. I'm, I'm struggling here. Um, yeah. And so then I paid. Um, and, and, you know, I was like, all right, well, you know, uh, um, oh, and then I said, I said something like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll throw some cash at it too while I'm at it. Um, but, um, but yeah, so like I ended up, uh, getting that food and going back and eating the hot dog and it was good. Um, but, uh, the, um, what do you call it? Uh, I, I will say the postscript to that story is I went on my, my bank account and I looked and I got charged twice for the no, freaking hot no. dog. no. Yeah. That's garbage. It was brutal. And it's like seven ninety nine. So like, sure. I, you know, that's too much to like kind of let go. So I actually did call my bank the other day and said like, Hey, I got duplicate charge. So they like, it's weird. They like credited me for the amount kind of just like no questions asked. And then they're like, we'll we'll, like look into it or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that I, I'm going to get out of that one, but that was, well, that's good. I, you know, that that's nickels and dimes for your bank. You know, if it had been like a couple hundred bucks or something, but, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's always a fear. Um, I've, I've had that happen at stores too, where like my card didn't go through the first time, but I thought it did. Um, you know, way to be, way to be vigilant about that one. (laughs) That seven ninety nine was too much. If it was like four bucks, I maybe would have let it go. But sure, eight, eight, and it's a Cubs too. It's like it's not like the Cubs need my extra eight dollars. So. <laughs> no, they're not going to spend it on anything. No. Um. So um. Uh. uh, uh what was I going to say? Um. Yeah. So that was that. Um. But uh. So then I um. So again, I was still kind of like hanging around. Um. On the on the bottom level. And I was watching like BP and like um the pitchers throwing and everything, and. Um, it looked like Taylor Hearn was going to stop and sign for us, but he, he ended, ended up running in. There was like this like squirrely like father and son duo that were trying to get autographs and trying to get to Grom. And like, honestly, the kid was so like intense and 
he kind of looked like a sleaze ball that like I think he actually scared away most of the players like sure um with just being too aggro um but uh one guy did stop and sign like along the 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 baselines like between um the end of the net and home, and uh the dugout it was Jonathan Hernandez a uh, relief pitcher for the Rangers so in leading up to these games now like what we do is we pull cards to get autographed right so um, I was, uh, I, I pulled a card of every guy. Like some, some of them you like kind of search for the best card. Some of them, like for a guy like Jonathan Hernandez, you probably just pick the first one you can get. Or if I'm already going into a set to pull like two cards, I'll just pull, you know, if I know the guys in there, I'll pull his card from that set and whatever. It doesn't have to be the perfect card. So I did that with Jonathan Hernandez. I pulled a heritage card from 2021 and, um, I put it in my binder, thought nothing of it and, um, went to the game of course, he's the one who's signing. I put the card under. He was signing like under the net, so I had to kind of put it under the net. Um, and he goes, as I'm putting it under, he goes, "Oh no, 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 that's no, I can't sign that one." And he's like, "That's not me. That's not me." And uh, I'm like, "No, no, no." And I pointed because there's, I have six cards on my my page, and they're all different guys. So I thought maybe he saw, you know, whatever, like Corey Seager's card or something, uh, Jonah Heim, whatever. And I'm like, "No, no, no, this one right here." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's not me." And I'm like, what? And he's like, no, no, they, they messed up. It's not me. He's like, I get it. I get that a lot. And I'm like, oh, no way. And so, like, it's, like, not him on the card. They they put someone else on there. I don't know who it is, um, but it's not him. And then he's like, uh, he he's like, no, see, I'll show you. And like he he took the, he took the he he took the card out of like the the binder that I have it like kind of, uh, you know, um, mounted into the book and he held it up to his face and he he held it up next to his face and he said, see, does this look like me? And not in like a crazy way, just like kind of like in a joking way. And I'm like, Oh yeah, man, that's crazy. Sorry. And it's like, it's okay. He's like, I'll sign the back. And so he signed the back of the card, which like is just numbers. It's just like his, his stats sure. and his vitals. So he signed the back of it. Um, it's actually kind of cool. Cause it's like unique. Um, but at the same time, there was yep. also like four or five different Jonathan Hernandez cards I could have grabbed. Sure. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's gotta be, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's not your fault, man. Like, uh, you grab a card of a guy and you just kind of take for granted that it's, it's his picture on the card. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, uh, I, I, you know, now being a, someone who does this myself, it can be hard to get 20, 25 cards together for a, for a team and then, uh, and then have to treat the cards and then, uh, you know, maybe put them in whatever kind of order you want, whether it's alphabetical or, you know, pitchers and hitters or, or what. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, I, I get it. Like, it's it, it probably frustrating. I don't have any Jonathan Hernandez cards. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I saw the card. It's it's kind of cool. It does cover up his stats. Like, if you ever wanted to look at him, um, it might be a little harder to see him. But it, it makes for a good story anyway. Yeah. I At the end of the day, it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, it does have his name right there and stuff. Um but like, yeah, the guy, I think it's like a white guy on the on the card, um, like an American guy, and like I don't know, um, I don't know who it is. I really don't. I was trying to look. I'm like, was it like Nate Lowe or something? But it's it's not him. I I really don't know who it is. But, um, so yeah, it's kind of a, an oddball. But but yeah, but it has a story attached to it, I suppose. So, so and it cool. and it fucked up your Taylor Hearn card. Yes. So that was the other thing. So then, like, as I was handing, um the the marker and the book under the the net because it was so weird i had to like crouch down to the ground basically and then lift it up through like the net and he had to kind of reach down and grab it 
um, my pen was out and uncapped and it, it dragged on the book. And of course it dragged onto a Taylor Hearn card. Um, so I was like, Oh man, like I just messed up my Taylor Hearn card. And then I'm like, you know, so now if we, if we do try to get him at the bus, like, I mean, am I going to not try to get him because the cards messed up? Um, you know, the card getting messed up is one thing, but like, that was the only Taylor Hearn card I had on me. So I was like, you know, this could be an issue later. And we'll, we'll, when we get to the bus stuff, we can talk about it if it was an issue or not. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, probably about that time. Well, a little after that, I, I rolled in about probably, uh, 1255 for a 120 game. Um, got there, uh, immediately went up and tried to get food before, uh, before I sat down. So I, I go to the nacho stand and, you know, I've got my, uh, I've got my scorecard. I've got my binder full of baseball cards and I'm, I'm getting rung up for my order of nachos and my soda. And the guy who's ringing me up uh, at the concession stand, he asked me, he goes, you work here? And I, I was kind of taken aback by the question because I, I had no, um, you know, I had no like Wrigley Field gear on. I didn't even have any Cubs gear on. I had my winter hat and my jacket on. But he asked me, he's like, "You work here?" And I go, "Who? Uh, me? Uh, I, I, no." And he and he looks at the binder and he goes, "Serious fan." And I was like, uh, "I was like, yeah, I, I, I guess so. I don't know." Um, even when I came in, uh, I was um, at at security. I was. Uh, you know, they, they I, I always get beeped now. I don't know if this happens to you, but I, I get beeped because of, uh, you know, at, at when I'm going through the metal detector because of the binder I have. But, uh, you know, I, I went up there. Uh, they, they wanded me down. And he's like, hey, what's in there? And he looks and he's like, he sees the baseball cards. And he's like, oh, I see you got some Mariners cards. You're going to go up by the bus after the game? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, we'll see if they sign. But also don't <laughs> blow up my spot, too. Don't say it that loud. Um, yeah. But, yeah. This is the worst uh, kept secret I, in baseball, by the way. Yeah, like, no, it, no. Everyone, sure. everyone on the staff like knows about it and like the and looks the other way or encourages it. Right. No. D- definitely. Especially yeah, the security guards. Um. So I uh uh, one one regret that I have though from that vending stand is I should have said to the guy like, oh yeah yeah shoot I I do work I he, I do work here I forgot my employee ID can I still get the discount that you guys give <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah no i i missed that it's like the, if someone asks you if you're a god you say yes yeah. uh say the same thing about working here um so uh yeah we had seats in in right field um and jeremy you had texted me saying you were sitting in section 326 so i came and found you um when when the game started there were not that many people in that section the yeah. entire row our entire row was empty and so was like the row behind us and the row in front of us but just as the first inning um was going on uh, all all of the seats in the entire section filled up, and then there was nobody. None of the sections around us filled up. We were just in this nightmare section where just people kept coming in. Uh, it was it was horrible. And it was it was families. It was like husbands, yes. wives, and like fucking little. And like each, not only was it little kids, but like I felt like each family had like three kids, and yeah. like they were just like not sitting. Like it was like it would be like three kids the mom and then like the dad was sitting behind them for some reason the, the the poor bastard dad like had to go like get like the food and come back and then like had no seat to sit with him so he had to sit behind him like there was a row in between us and the the bulk of the like families and i was like okay at least we have a buffer um i actually moved back a row uh, to, to create that buffer. But then like, that's where like the dads would come in and like lean over and hand the, 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 the food out. So it was actually worse. It was like better off. They would, they would have been better off 
we would have been better off if they didn't have that that zone to like go because they were standing right in front of us. It was really just um, distracting. Yeah, and and then there was uh, there was a group of like little kids, and they were all together. Um, I, I didn't even I don't even know if I saw any adult. But they they kept like trying to figure out where they were supposed to be sitting, oh, God, um, and maybe there was one adult with them. But like they just kept uh, dickering back and forth about like you know is this is this row nine? Well, what's this? Well, no, no, and, that like, that's a different. That's those are different people. But the the people that you're talking about, like they were standing right next to you, and they're like, oh, we're down there, we're over there, and then yeah. I heard the kids say it to like the group. It's like five of them standing there, and he's like, oh, we're over there, we're over there, and it's like, well, then go over there, like. Why are you still standing here talking about how you're over there? Just go there then. Yeah, it was it was really frustrating. Um, the thing with the 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 row nine thing is this: like there were two like parents or or mothers or whatever, two women who came to the section, and they were kind of like they started going into the aisle, making people stand up so they can get through, and like they looked at the person next to us, and she goes like. Uh, like the person sitting in our row, like directly to my left. So we were all in the same row and she's like, what row is this? And the person says row nine. And then she, then she goes and turns to the person sitting directly in front of us in the row in front of us. And she's like, and what row is this? And it's like, (laughs) what row do you think it is? Like we're in row nine, the row in front of us. I'm going to guess is row, um, maybe eight, maybe it's row eight. Unless this is like a, unless Wrigley feel like, was built in the time when they numbered rows backwards. It's row eight. If if that's row nine, this is row eight. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's like, uh, you know, you see it every once in a while, but it's like someone who's never been to any kind of stadium uh, before or anything. Um, yeah, eventually, I guess that calmed down. But then uh, then there was a family in front of us, and I couldn't tell if, if this, this guy was the kid's grandpa because he he looked older, but there was it was him and like his uh, wife and someone else around his he, age. And he then was, there was the a dad. He was the dad. He, he just you think had he like, was the dad. Yeah, he just had like uh, like a graying beard or whatever. I think. Well, yeah. He, so he looked to me. He looked a little bit like like Bruce Valanche or something, you know, <laughs> and uh, definitely like maybe a slightly leaner version of of Bruce Valanche. But like that was like the that was the vibe that he that this guy gave off um he was just a just a, a total like nerd um and then his kid his kid like didn't have a jacket um and it was cold out that day too yeah. it was, i think it was 44 degrees at game time so the guy repeatedly keeps standing up and he he removes his jacket and gives it to the kid and all of this takes a really long time um and then at one point like the wife came back and gave him a hot dog and it, for whatever reason, he needed to stand up to like to just uh, get his bearings so he could eat this hot dog. And he started eating it while he was standing up. And then he stood up again. But the wor- the worst part of it was, first of all, he was right in, in my and probably yours as well, like mm-hmm. you know, view of of home plate. But also, the dude had the worst plumber's crack um, <clears throat> I've yeah. I've seen in in a long time. So yeah. whenever he would stand up. You just gotta. You would just the whole set. The whole section behind him just had to look at his ass. Yeah, it was bad. It was like really bad. Like it's not just like the top. It was like <laughs> it. He. It was like probably like three to four inches of his crack. It was just. It was excessive and like. And it was a cold day. And I'm like, do you not know that this is happening? Like, again, like or, I don't know again, but like, listen. Neither Jack or I are fathers. Like we have no kids. We haven't had to deal with this stuff, like, and I, I'm sure, like, if that day should shall come, like, 
you know, we'll probably get stressed out or whatever, but it's just like, we just need to stop. Like you just need to, someone needs to just stop and be like, okay, I'm standing up. I'm blocking these people. I'm standing, I'm bending over my asses out. Like some, something's got to stop. Something's got to be attended to. Like, I just don't like, it's, it's just a free for all. Otherwise, like, I think if you, I think if you could just stop, breathe for a second, pull your pants up, like everything would still be okay. You know? Right. Yes. Uh, well that, that was basically our cue to just get the fuck out of that section. Yeah. So we, we, we moved, we moved in the middle of the third and it was the best decision we made that day. It was, um, we were starting, like there were people to our left and then some people showed up and they sat behind us and I heard them saying like, that's, uh, that's us over there. That's, those are ours. And like, I heard them clear as day, uh, but they didn't say anything. And then I turned around, I eventually like they said something and I just leaned back and I'm like, do you guys want to switch? And, uh, and they're like, uh, we're, we're okay for right now. Like until, unless these people show up. And then I heard the woman say like, well, those are Bill and, and Stacy's seats or something. I'm like, okay. And like, we just got up and we like left and I said like to Jack, it was like a monkey's paw situation because like now those people are going to take our seats and they're going to suffer the same fate that we had just suffered with <laughs> having to stare at this guy's ass. So it was kind of like, it's kind of like a, you know, be careful what you ask for situation. So, sure. Um, so yeah. And then we moved over like three or four sections and it was beautiful and there was no one around there and we were cool the whole game. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, uh, it was nice, and they were actually better seats because they were closer to home plate. Yeah, right. We moved closer to home plate, and it was better. I don't know. I don't know what the the thing was like. I think Jack, were you going to mention something about it for the Mariners game too? So yeah, Jeremy. I so it was same section. It was three twenty six. Um, you suspected for this one, it was kindergarten teachers. Um, that <laughs> that certainly is the the vibe that most of the adults had there. Um, yeah. but uh, I was sitting in the um. I forget what it's called again, but I was sitting in the upper part of the upper deck. That's uh, the reserved, right behi- yeah. Yeah, yeah, upper reserved. I was sitting there um, on Monday, and I was right behind Section 326. And mm-hmm. again, it was just the, the section was full Ugh. of what seemed like one group of people. Okay. Uh, like, they all seemed to kind of know each other. So I, I almost feel like Section 326 is a section that they just, like, the Cubs will just <laughs> sell in bulk. Yeah. Um, but like I guess lesson learned. Let's let's a keep an eye on it to see if that's true yeah. throughout the season. But also let's not sit in that section ever again. Jack, what's worse, section three twenty six or room two thirty seven? Uh, that's the Shining reference. Oh, okay. You know I've only seen the Shining once. It wasn't wasn't really my thing. Room two three seven. Um. Oh, that's another controversial Jack take. Uh, film take. I, oh, I have to. Feel yeah, it, but... sure. Do you like the Shining? Um, well, I actually, I just watched the shining with my, with my wife actually, and it was her first time watching it. Um, I, that's, that's, you know, we don't have time to get into that on the, on the podcast, but, um, I'm a, my early take on it was like, I was on Stephen King's side because Stanley Kubrick changed the movie so much, but, um, there's too much to get into there, but, uh, room two, three, seven is the room that, um, they, they, um, uh, what's his name? Dick Halloran tells Danny to not go in. Um, I think I've referenced way. Scatman Crothers on this podcast before. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, but yeah, like it's it's weird because like normally if they're gonna give like if when they do group sales, they do them in like the upper deck reserved or the terrace reserved because those are the two cheapest seats in the mm-hmm. in the sections in the stadium. So to do them in like the upper deck box, which is where three twenty six is. 
it's kind of like expensive, but maybe because of attendance is down, maybe they're selling those sections, um, like at a discount or something. Um, but like, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely want to stay away from that zone for sure. Oh yeah. It was bad. Um, all right. So we talked a little bit about like in-game, like, you know, stuff like on the video board, um, you know, uh, last episode, but there was a couple more things this time around. Um, one of the things I think it was for maybe like Fisher's peanuts or something. They were asking, they were like pulling players, like what they liked better, like uh, day game or night game, home and away game, whatever. And one, one of the questions was like, what's more impressive, um, a cycle, uh, a no hitter or an immaculate inning. And they asked all these guys and like cycle, like cycle, like uh, no hitter, no hitter, whatever. And then they asked Hayden was And he's like, Oh, he's like, well, you know what I'm going to say, immaculate inning. And nice. I almost feel like I almost feel bad now. I feel like everyone is kind of like trolling Hayden Wisniewski like about the immaculate inning. Um, sure. So, including myself, who asked him to get to inscribe that on the card at Cubs convention, <laughs> but he was just like, he he was just like he kind of made that look like, are you kidding me? Like, of course it's immaculate inning. He's like, what else? What did you expect me to say? Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. That happened right after we moved, so I think Jack missed it, but uh, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Yeah, nice. Um, he is off to not a great start either this season. That's that's too bad. Yeah. Um. So I do still have him on my fantasy team, but he must be thinking like, I bet that guy dropped me from his fantasy team. Yeah. Right. Um. But uh. But yeah. Um. A couple fun or not so fun um music cues in the game. Uh. Robbie Grossman is on the Texas Rangers, and they brought him up. Um. And the 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 organ player played. Uh, the Bears uh, song, the Bears fight song, Bear Down Chicago Bears, yeah, mm-hmm. which is just that's like that's like a troll of everybody um, because uh, obviously it's a reference to the uh, the dark past of the Bears with Rex Grossman as their quarterback. Um, and hey, uh, they, he took them to a Super Bowl, didn't he? He did. Well, listen, um, myself and former guest Mark Bobovath are the only two like Rex Grossman apologists. Um, in, in bears, in bears fandom. Um, but, uh, everyone loved fucking Kyle Orton for some yeah. reason. Uh, but, uh, I thought Grossman was a pedigree quarterback. He just was a little short. Um, which mm-hmm. again, it's something that I could uh, relate to, but, um, but yeah, he did take him to a damn Super Bowl, and he was like the damn savior too. Like he was injured. Like, I don't know if it was that year or the year before, but he was injured and they were like struggling. And then he, he, he was like healthy for one game and he came in like, you know, in the second quarter or something and everyone went crazy and he led him to a victory. And it's like, yeah, this guy like is just like, he has a pedigree of being like a competent quarterback. You know, he did. People just like Kyle Orton because of all those pictures of him drunk. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those? I have. I will say though, that they both have pictures of them drunk. So. <laughs> okay. I've never, I've never seen Rex Grossman. So. Yeah. If you, if you want to Google Rex Grossman drunk, you'll, you'll probably find him They're They're also, they're equally the, the, the Orton ones are better. Cause he's like, he has a whole bottle of Jack Daniels, I think. Um, uh-huh. but like he had horrible hair. He had a neck beard. He was bad. At least Grossman was like a cool dude kind of, but, um, sure. But yeah, it was rough. I mean, the whole thing was rough, but, um, but yeah, uh, so it's it's something we would all like to forget, and this organist played it like when Robbie <laughs> came up. So, so there you go. Kudos to him. Um, another thing that was funny, um, uh, Mark Leiter Jr. came into the game, and he came out to some like goofy country song, of course, and like 
one of the lyrics of the song, I didn't even look, I, I didn't like look this song up, but one of the lyrics was like, I bet my soul on a six string gamble. <laughs> And oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Jeremy. I and I he- I heard it again on uh, Monday night. It's like, well, I bet my soul on a stick string gamble. Um, <laughs> and you know, so I was thinking about it too. You know, you know what that's got to mean is that like the 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 musician is saying that like you know he uh, he he gave his life to his music. You know, yeah, to um, a guitar, I guess. Yes. But like, yeah. I mean, like, is it like a Robert Johnson? Is that his name? Like the yeah, the... yeah, going down to the crossroads. Yeah. Like, is it that kind of thing? I, I don't could know. Be a reference, it could be a reference to that. Because, yeah, they say Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil to become good at um at music. Guitar. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But it was like, <laughs> it's just like, that's like, um you know, that's like uh, literate eloquency for like a country singer or something. Like, um like, I don't know. It's just like, that's like the most flowery, like beautiful sentiment like a country singer can write in a lyric. Um, sure. Well, you you said it, Jeremy. Like the the choice of like baseball players these days, it, it's it's two kind of walk up songs. It's either yeah. like shitty dance music or or country music. Like Tucker Barnhart walks up to a country song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Wisdom uh, or Ian Happ walk up to like these these dance new age like songs. dance dance pop music. It's yeah. just it it's so basic. It's it's like they you know the players don't want to be seen as like different from each other, so they yeah. just all choose the same stuff. Yeah, for sure. Or maybe they spent their whole life playing baseball and have no other culture outside of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, another reason why Frank Schwindel was such an awesome guy is he came out to the, the Offspring, which back in 93, I was ripping the Offspring, but I'll take the fucking Offspring anytime over a six-string gamble. So, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, speaking of, of not only bad walk-up songs, but bad players, uh, Miles Mastroboni <laughs> came out to a song, and I... Jack, I, I I repeated it at the time, and I'm like, I'm not gonna forget this because it's so goofy. And then I forgot it, and then mm-hmm. I list, I I I like kind of Googled to find what the song was again, and I found it, listened to it again, forgot it again. So I I don't remember how it goes. So but... I, I heard it on Monday, Jeremy. Okay. You, you want to know how it yeah, goes? Go, it go. goes. Oh, what a feeling! <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> Oh, what a feeling! Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I think I got it. It almost um, sounds like kind of a, a reggae song or something. Y- yeah, it's very weird. I was looking up the band, the group. I forgot who the group is, but like Paul Wall does like the guest vocal, and I'm like, is he like a reggae guy? I can't remember. Is he just a rapper? I, I don't really remember. But regardless, it doesn't fit Miles Masterboni. I'm not sure what would fit Miles Masterboni, but like, um, the guy gives me fits. And I, you know what I love about all of that stuff. Nelson Velasquez hits a, a go-ahead grand slam in that comeback game on uh, Tuesday night. And who's starting in right field the next fucking day? Miles Mastroboni. There you go. Jeremy, yeah. Oh, uh, we, we haven't done our over-unders. We got to do them soon. Yes. But, uh, yeah, like o- over-under on him being on the team on May 1st. Ugh, yeah. Not, not, yeah, not a, I don't, I don't think there's, well, who knows? You know, you never know with the Cubs. But, um. Or with David at Ross. Least, yeah, no, right. Um. So the seventh inning stretch, they actually did have a guest conductor for this game. It was none other than Ray Burris, a guy we have, uh, you know, quite a bit of history with on this podcast. Yeah. Jeremy, I was looking at Ray Burris's stats. I mean, I just was really not aware of this guy before, you know, he started popping up. Uh, mm-hmm. For the Cubs, he pitched seven seasons for the Cubs, which is yeah, that's quite a bit. Seven seasons uh, almost 50 years ago. 
Um, but uh, yeah, he had a, a 4.27 ERA and he was 55 and 58. I mean, sure, that that's okay. Uh, but like, you you can't swing a cat at a Cubs convention without, or like a, just a Cubs event <laughs> yeah. without hitting this guy. It's like he's just he's he shows up everywhere now. Like, what's what's up with that? Yeah, I I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I think we talked about it on the on the podcast, but like he said, like. Hey, if someone buys me buys me a beer, I'll I'll stay out in the lobby and sign autographs. And so, like, I mean, I think, listen, I think like of all the teams, like he could like kind of be an emeritus status with, you know. It's like he spent three years on the on the Expos. It's like I don't think he really wants to go to like a Washington Nationals convention. No, um, you know, maybe the Mets, but uh, you know, I'm not sure. But like, yeah, Chicago. I mean, he can just do that now. He can just show up. Signed free autographs in Gallagher way throughout the first, he did throughout the first pitch too. Um, and just like, yeah. So it's like, if he can just have that cushy like spot with the Cubs, you know, I'm sure he doesn't mind it. So no, absolutely. Yeah. And he played two seasons with the Brewers as well. Um, 85 and 87. So Ray Burris, um, glad to have his autograph. He's got yeah. a nice looking signature, got a nice looking signature. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was very, very cold out. Um, and, and, Jeremy, this seemed to come to your attention before it came to mine. But mm-hmm. uh, I always thought that they stopped selling beer in the, like the, after the seventh inning. But somehow um, uh, uh, this guy who was sitting in front of us, it was like him and, and two girls, uh, mm-hmm. he, he comes back to his seat with uh, – I don't know if we talked about this last time, but the, they ha- the Cubs have these big – these big like beer glasses and they're like they're about a foot tall but they look like champagne glasses they're very they're very thin they're baseball uh, bats yeah they're okay yeah they're baseball bats um you know and it it, it it yeah it looks it looks to me like a big champagne glass but uh full of beer so he comes back with this thing and he starts drinking it and the thing looks you know it looks like a frosty mug like the thing the thing looks like it's freezing cold and it was 40 degrees outside and i was like man it's it's way too cold for something like that and uh this guy was freezing his ass off with this thing Right. Well, not only that, but it was the bottom of the eighth inning. It's like, dude, you better chug that thing because like the Cubs were ahead and like they were going into the top of the the top of the ninth inning. So this guy's got like maybe like five minutes to fucking chug this beer bat. And um, yeah, so like the beer bats, all the rage. Jack, I was actually going to I was going to say, well, I was going to put you on the spot, Jack, and say like, um, Jack, what do you say for the podcast? We each get one of these beer bats. Sure. Uh, and drink it. Um, th- I think it could be funny, but I also like. I think it. I think they're like fucking thirty dollars or something. So Christ, how much? How much beer is it? I mean, it, it almost looks like a pint, except it's just in in a baseball bat form. Yeah, I was reading some comments like on Facebook or something, and people were like, "Oh, so you're gonna spend thirty dollars for sixteen ounces of beer? Like, are you crazy? Like, I yeah. think it. I think it might be like eighteen or twenty ounces. So sure. it's definitely not worth because like a regular beer, a sixteen ounce beer is like, I, I mean, it's still crazy. It's like. 13 bucks i don't know sure and so like to pay like um, to pay double that for like um uh like four more ounces is like yeah it's not it's it's just for the novelty of drinking beer out of a a plastic baseball bat but like (laughs) um but yeah i mean i i I would get one just for the fun of it but the reality of paying that much of it i'm like eh, maybe i don't know we'll see (laughs) maybe on a payday or something i'll get yeah right but um, but yeah, people are loving it. Um, and like opening day, there was just everyone I, I everyone I saw had one. Um, the thing is, is, like I think like the South Bend Cubs have had that for like years now. Um, sure. So it's not anything new. But 
Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the, I'm sure that girl who went yard <laughs> got a couple mm. of them. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, but to get it in the bottom of the eighth is just like, it's just outrageous. And like, I'm like, this guy can't even enjoy it because he's he's got to chug it. Like, I don't know if they like let left like right after the last pitch or maybe they sat in their seats and finished it or something. But like he, I did see him pass it to like one of the girls to like, you know, to knock some of it down. But, um, but yeah, it was just like, uh, you know, we talked last year, I think about like getting food, like late in the game and like right. getting the beer bat in the eighth inning is, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was definitely struggling with it too. Um, yeah. and he, as you mentioned, uh, because of the pitch clock and stuff, you know, he only had about five minutes left to drink it. It was a short game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what it. Do, do you remember two, exactly two hour, what the time? Two hours and seventeen minutes, Jack. Jesus Christ, man! That was that's like the uh, faster than the Jordan Montgomery Maddox game that we saw last year. Yeah, um, that's insane. Uh, so we, uh, it, it was time for us to go down um, to graph. Yeah. Uh, so you know, my knees were not locked up this time, so we, uh, we we were able to make it down a little faster. But there there were these uh, these kids. They were like teenagers, but they were walking uh, four wide down the aisle and so eventually jeremy you just uh because you know you usually lead the way during these things you you kind of just plowed right through them <laughs> I and then did. and then they they apologized to you um I know. but you know and you mentioned you felt a little bad but you know what it, when you're you can't walk four wide even walking two wide is questionable but it's yeah. like you know maybe you can let it go but walking four wide you, you gotta you gotta uh you know be more aware of your surroundings in that yeah, I, I, yeah, that's ultimately what I, what I thought. I kind of just like threw my, I kind of just dropped my shoulder and kind of, yeah, just kind of plowed into him. And I'm like, sorry guys, sorry. And then they apologized to me. And like, I, that, that made me feel bad. Um, yeah. and then I think after that, there were two guys and I plowed through them also, because at you that did. point I was already first, first of all, I had like mo- momentum going down the ramp. Uh, and I kind of just went with it. But at that point, when I've plow- already plowed into a group of four kids, might as well plow through a group of two guys while we're at it. Yeah, I, I feel like it'd be like a wet, hot American summer joke or something. Like, you plow through the four kids, and then you <laughs> plow through the two guys, and then there's, there's like, somebody who's not even close to being in your way, and you, like, <laughs> run up to them and, and plow through them, and then, you know, and then keep going. Just one old lady, like, by herself with a walker, <laughs> and I just, like, knock her down. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, um, yeah. Well... We we were the first ones out there though I think so it was we were so it was all worth it. yeah something to be said for that um we we were recognized by the security guard uh, you guys might remember him uh, from I think it was last year or two years ago he was saying to one of his buddies he was like I live my life on the edge um that guy's a super he must have been joking like just yeah. just kind of now knowing who this guy is but he's a, he's a supervisor now so he sees us and he he comes up to us and he he gives us a fist bump. But there was also like this 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 kid next to us. He was like a, a teenager as well. So he this kid sees um sees uh, us give the security guard a fist bump, and he puts his fist out too, and the security guard just ignores him. <laughs> yeah, he, he totally left him hanging. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, you know what, Jeremy, we we've got a little status there now. We do. Um, you know that this guy, we we saw him again for the Mariners, but like he says hi to us now. He knows us. Um. I feel like, you know, he's he's cool with us being there. Yeah, he he came up to us and he's like back for another season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like 
Yeah, and it was cool. And then he, honestly, then he really got into it with his, like, he's like, yeah, you know, because I remember this at the end of last year. He was saying, like, yeah, I bought a box of football cards, and, you know, I was ripping that. And he's like, yeah, like, so then this this season, like, he this time he came up to us and he's like, yeah, I've been I've been stocking up in the offseason. I've been getting all kinds of memorabilia, like Bears helmets, uh, Blackhawks sticks, like all this. He was, like, naming, like, all this stuff that he was getting. And I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Like, yeah, he was naming off so much that, like, we couldn't really – address like one singular thing it was just kind of like he was kind of it seemed like he was kind of just like running all off just to like tell us like what he had but i was like i you know i would have like said like oh yeah bears helmets are good you know who'd you get whatever but he was just like going running down a list and i was like okay cool that's cool cool yeah right. and, and then he and then he was talking about his brother too and he's like yeah my brother's got a horseshoe up his ass like he <laughs> that's right. he kept saying that um and i i think it was his brother who had the urlacher helmet um yeah. autographed helmet or something i don't know like he he clearly just saw us and then wanted to talk about his own shit yeah yeah i think so yeah but uh yeah. hey you know no uh no harm no foul uh yeah we, uh, we're in with him um yeah we we were we were looking forward to graphing the rangers because we'd heard that they were really good signers um i mean jeremy i think you're part of a facebook group where they they said that right yeah and our buddy chris said that as well i think also based off of the intel from this facebook group Sure. Um, we had heard specifically about Seeger, so I was I was excited to try to get him. Um, him and Degrom came out early, and I don't even think maybe Degrom looked up, but they they got on the bus right away. Um, yeah. uh, and Jeremy, you know, you, you kind of speculated that it's like they were hanging out because they're the only two people who can understand um, how lonely it is to be <laughs> as rich as they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they certainly have that pact now. Um, yeah, taking up like probably half of the the team's um, you know uh, budget or whatever salary, um, but yeah, uh, I think Seeger. I actually think Seeger dapped up the the bus driver guy. Um, oh, did he really? Yeah, I think he's like, hey man, what's up? Like, or, I think it was him. Um, unless it was like during the Mariners game, but one of the first guys that came out, it was like a, a, a I'm pretty sure it was Seeger. Like, cause it was like a kind of a big guy and like, he's like, Hey, what's up, man? Like, you know, like he knew him from previous years or something. So, Oh, I, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Like probably when he was with the Dodgers, I, I will say it's, it's, um, it, it's pretty surreal. Like w- when we saw DeGrom, I mean, you know, Seager's up there too, but like when DeGrom came out, that's the, one of the surreal things about graphing is that it's like, you see these guys where it's like, they're just like such big superstars yeah. and they're right there. Yeah. It's just like wow, that's and, that's kind of crazy. I mean, if we gra- if we end up graphing the Dodgers next week, um, it's like when we see Kershaw, it's like Jesus, Jesus Christ, man, like he's right there. Yeah, Kershaw and Mookie Betts, yeah, in street right. clothes, like it's yes. just it's just weird. Yeah, it's just weird to see them in that setting for sure. Um, so we uh, Taylor Hearn uh, did end up coming out. Uh, you know, Jeremy, you would like I-, I think we had we had gotten rejected by quite a few guys up until Taylor Hearn. And you know, mm-hmm. you 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 mentioned like, of course, you know, since my Taylor Hearn card is fucked up, that means he's gonna sign. Um, it, yeah, it was a it was like a a, a deal s- s- signed in blood, like with the baseball yes. card gods, that like my card got fucked up. So one hundred percent, he was gonna stop and sign for us. Sure. And, you know, sure enough, he was one of only two players who did sign. Um, he uh, he came and he signed for us. So, Jeremy, you got you got him on your card, but your card was fucked up. I will admit, folks, um, I did not I didn't I didn't take the uh, I didn't take enough time for myself to treat the cards properly. I tried to treat them, but I was I was sloppy with it. And I'm probably actually lucky we didn't get more autographs. 
Hearn autographed my card and the fucking marker bled on it. Jack, um, could you? I, I heard from one of our listeners that they they don't know exactly what like prepping the card is. So could you oh. could you kind of talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. So and I you know I'm I'm getting better at it myself now. And Jeremy, I'm sure it was a learning curve for you too. But um uh so so with the newer cards, the newer tops cards, you know, not newer now. They've been doing this for thirty years, but they have a a glossy finish on the top of them. The old cards from the eighties and before are kind of a, a cardboard stock. Yeah. Cardboard cardstock. So when you sign it with a Sharpie, the marker's not going to bleed. But for these these glossy cards, um, if you try to write with, on them with a Sharpie, uh, the Sharpie will just like start to uh, uh, bleed, for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah, so, like bubbles up, basically. Yeah. yeah, it bubbles up, and it's just it's not good. Um, it looks it looks terrible. So uh, what you got to do is you got to you got to treat that top somehow to make sure the Sharpie um, takes to the card. So yeah. what what I do. The easiest way um, is to uh, uh, take baby powder and just like put, I put the card on a paper plate and I just, I sprinkle baby powder over it and then I, I rub the baby powder in with my finger and then I take a t-shirt and I, I like wipe the rest of the baby powder off. Um, okay. I wipe some of it off with my finger, the rest of it with the t-shirt and usually the card, it'll like, it'll just take, I don't know, like because science but it takes the fucking the gloss away, and yeah. it's you, you you can the the card looks uh, good when it's signed. Then um, yeah, do you use an eraser, Jeremy? I I use both. Like I've had this yeah. conversation with other graphers, and like sometimes like sometimes in the past I've used baby powder, and I felt like it kind of gave the card like a white sheen to it. Sure, which yep. like kind of bugs me. Um, but the uh the eraser leaves like this residue on the card sometimes that it's hard to get off and it looks like you just have like fingerprints all over the card. Sure. So it's kind of like pick your poison and like what's, what works best. Um, so it really just depends. Like I go through phases, like the Zach gallon card I got signed last year, I did with eraser and Mm -hmm. like part of me feels like there's a little residue on it, but I can't like go and rub it down now because I don't want to fuck up the signature. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so Jack, what was it with the Hearn card? Do you think you just didn't get wipe off the, um, the baby powder enough? Yeah, man. I, so for each card I was, uh, so, so normally if you really want to do it well, you kind of really rub the baby powder in. I was just like, I was just briefly rubbing it over every card and then wiping the baby powder off. And I, I think, I think Hearn just signed, on a part of the card that I didn't treat super well. Okay. So like p- the the autograph looks okay on part of it, but like part of it just bled. So I was yeah. just like I I got that and you know when when you're graphing and I said this during the Mariners uh game, but like uh you know when you're graphing even just getting one card autograph can be a real pick me up. Yeah. So for us to like get a guy, our first guy, especially after we struggled so much with the Brewers and then like the autograph is just fucked up. It was just it was so disheartening to me. Um, yeah, I didn't even top load that one, man. Oh, I, really? I, 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 nah, I can't do it. I'll, I'll get Hearn again. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I can't, I have a hard time even looking at it. Yeah. So mine specifically with mine, when we say fucked up, there's like one little errant, uh, one's well, not little actually, it's kind of big, but there's an errant, um, Sharpie like line squiggle on it. So, and it's going right across like the bottom and like the name plate. <coughs> so it's definitely like I was kind of wondering if maybe it would like not be that noticeable, but it's it's pretty noticeable. But again, it's like there's a story behind it. It actually it's kind of funny. It's it's chained to the Jonathan Hernandez one now. <laughs> um, but uh, 
but yeah, so it's it's not ideal, but I, I I imagine that guys who've been graphing for a while have at least a couple that got fucked up. So yes, absolutely. That's that, I I didn't think about that, but yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. So it happens. Um. So so yeah. Uh. At after that. Um. Again, I feel like it was just it was it was rough going. Um. Bubba Thompson though came out. He was one of the last guys to come out. I think. Um, he was, or he was late to come out, and he's a guy who I like. Okay, yes, yeah, so, okay, that's right. There's the whole story with this. So, um, basically, back in like 2017, when I when I got into collecting cards, I found I got into this set called Elite Extra Edition. It's made by Panini, so it's not licensed, and it's a prod. It's a prospect uh, set, so it has a lot of guys who just got drafted, minor league guys, and a lot of international guys. And so Bubba Thompson had just gotten drafted in 2017. Um, I hit a card of his, um, and it was numbered to five. So it was an autographed card of his. It was like a really cool design. It was die cut, and it was like numbered like one out of five. So very low numbered. They call it like a super short print, and it was very rare. And at the time, I was like, you know, this is like, at the time, I was like kind of more committed to selling cards instead of just kind of keeping most of them. And so I listed that card, I think, for like $50 on eBay, thinking like well that's crazy if someone would pay $50 and then someone bought it and I was like oh shit like I didn't know if I really wanted to get rid of that but I I'll definitely take $50 but but then part of me was like ah that you know whenever you sell a card you're kind of like ah that was my card like fate put it into my hands and then I went and sold it and like you know so I was I was regretting it and so I ended up buying a bunch of other Bubba Thompson autograph cards and I'm like I'm going to invest in this guy and like you know kind of like follow him um and then actually as it turned out, um, I came across another Bubba Thompson card to five. It was like number five of five. And I ended up picking that up. I, I got it for less than $50. I might have got it for like $30 or something, which is too much to spend. But it was uh, that was my penance for, for selling it in the first place. So anyway, I had this Bubba Thompson number to five card since 2017. I've been following the guy for a long time. I brought one of his cards. He came out and he signed... So he signed like this like Bowman uh, draft Chrome card for me, which is a pretty cool card to get signed. Jack, did you end up getting him? No, uh, no, I don't even think I got him on my scorecard. Um, I would have definitely gotten him on a card, but uh, right. I think I just I just passed it by because you didn't have a card of his. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so he he signed for me, and I was I kind of wanted I was thinking like oh, I should maybe I'll tell him that I have this card of his. And I was like, nah, nah, whatever. And then, like, he started signing for, like, these, like, three kids next to me. And I was kind of standing there just watching. And he, the kids weren't talking to him. So, it was just kind of quiet. And he was just signing. So, I'm like, I think I could actually, like, squeeze it in right now to tell him. And uh, <laughs> you can tell me, again, this is one of these stories where, you know, Jack, I'm, I'm interested to hear what this was like for Jack. But I said it to him. I'm like... Uh, hey Bubba, I've been collecting your, I, I collected your, your, your cards. I have a card of yours numbered to five. And then like, and then like the kids, I th actually think like at that, you know, maybe I'm even telling it a little out of order, but like, I think I started saying it to him and then the kids asked him for an autograph. And then I kind of like, I kind of stopped talking. Cause like, I'm like, okay, the kids are talking to him. I'm going to back down. And then he actually kind of like, there was a pause and then he goes like, what was that or something? And I'm like, oh, uh, I was just saying, I, I had your card uh, numbered to five, and uh, and he's like, oh yeah, and uh, then he just like <laughs> turned around and just like left and got on the yeah. bus, basically. 
so yeah, uh, I guess from my perspective, like, um, uh, it was like you know I, I sort of backed off a little bit when he started signing for the kids, but maybe a little before that, but definitely when he was signing for the kids, I, I heard you say like it almost seemed like a couple times you're like, hey Bubba, hey Bubba, I got you, hey, hey hey Bubba, I got you in a card number to five, and it's like you never got to finish your thought. No, it's like you tr- you tried to get it out so many times, and then he kind of just turned around and left. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was it was bad. It was definitely like I said it once and then like I'm like it's like something happened to like you know interrupt and I was just like okay, fuck it. I'm you yeah. know I don't need to say it. And then he actually did he kind of like gave me like a half look and he was like were you saying something kind of like like that. And then I yeah. I took it as a cue to that I should, <laughs> you know, that he was asking me what I said to and to go back into it. And then like I said like three words and he was just like so not interested and then like He's like, yeah, yeah. And then just like walked away and got on the bus. And it was just like, ugh, that was bad. But at least I, you know, I'm like, I got his autograph, but I, I felt like a goof after that for sure. Is, is he, uh, are they projecting him to be good? I mean, he was like a first round pick. Um, yeah. He, uh, you know, he was like, I think he like, they had, he was high in their, um, their prospect list uh, early on and then kind of dropped down a little bit. Um, and then kind of seemed to like have a resurgence just like right before getting called back up. And he's been like, okay, I think like in, like in his time in the majors. Um, but, uh, he made like a really nice catch, like the first or second game of the season. Um, but I don't know. It's, I don't think, he, I don't think he's like, you know, a top, he's probably like the equivalent of like Nelson Velasquez, I'd say for okay. the, okay. for the Rangers. So kind of there's some promise there i think they do like him but like i don't think they're expecting him to be like a superstar or anything gotcha okay good yeah good to know um yeah. so there were a, a few interesting coaches on the rangers um also like the gm chris young former pitcher who was super tall uh I, you know we thought maybe he would be there he wasn't um uh but one one guy we wanted and we, who we've certainly talked about on the podcast before is bobby wilson uh former catcher he is now the catching coach for the rangers um, Jeremy, I don't know if you remember White Sox game a couple years ago. Bobby Wilson was facing Ross Detweiler, and you said to me, "This is two old pieces of shit nobody cares about." Um, <laughs> Ross Detweiler big timed us last year, and what do you know? Um, so Bobby Wilson comes out. Uh, me, you, and Chris all had cards of him. Um, mm. He's only got like one tops card, um, but we all had cards of him, and so we, uh, you know, we 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 called for him. We we're like, "Hey, Bobby." And he just like he looks at us and like just kind of does the like he, he you know instead of nodding he he like tilted his head upward like like you know you do if you're trying to be cool and then like he just walked right on the bus and yeah. it's like it's like dude fuck you man like I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll save this for later and it's like you know it's ter- perfectly understandable when like a player doesn't want to sign uh, whatever but at that point it was basically just you me and Chris yeah. and we had clearly waited for like Bobby Wilson and Bruce Bochy and like. Come on, man. Bobby Wilson's going to big time us. Like how many people are asking for Bobby Wilson's autograph? How many people know who this guy is? Like, really, dude, you're trying to look cool in front of like the bullpen catchers that you walked out with. Like, come on, man. He came out with one other guy who like looked like a mini me version of him, too. Yes. And uh, (laughs) it was just like, yeah, it's just like, dude, there's no reason here why you shouldn't be signing for us. Like, I'm sorry, but like that we've had, we've gotten way better than you. And like, they've been totally <laughs> cool about it. And it's like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be signing right now. But. No, no. 
so that that was disappointing. I I thought for kind of for sure that he would sign. I you know, but um, I, I guess you know, I don't know why I thought that. But who we really wanted though was Bochi. Um, again, uh, we had some cool Bochi cards from the eighties. Um, yeah. you know, Jeremy, you had a good one. I think I had his eighty-seven. Uh, the marker, the blue marker, would have looked great on those cards. Um, so, uh, there was a guy though, um, before Bochi came out, probably 10, 10 or 15, Bochi, Bochi took forever to come out, but probably 10 or 15 minutes, uh, before Bochi come, came out, this guy from the inside of the stadium, he was still inside the stadium, uh, behind the gate. Uh, and he says to us, it, it was you, me, just you, me and Chris there. And he says, Hey, could, could I, could I borrow one of your guys' pens? And, uh, he's like, uh, just because of where I'm from, I'm I'm trying to get Bochi, and he was wearing a San Francisco Giants hat, so I took it to be from the Bay Area. And he said but, he's like I know him or something. Yeah, too. yeah, he said I know him, and then he alluded to knowing Mike Maddox too. Yeah, um, he said something then, like uh, he said something like Yeah, Maddox came by, and I didn't even bother or something like that. Yeah, yeah. What what a fucking. Um, so anyway, you know, he he keeps it. He keep. You know, I, you and I, Jeremy, we're we're older than than Chris, and you yeah. know, we're we're you know we're I guess. We're we're not as nice, maybe. So we, you yeah, and I sure. both to- we we both had extra markers on us, but like, fuck that man. I'm not gonna bu- lend this guy my marker. Um, so no. I said no, and you said no, and then like I, Chris also like said no too, and so yeah. all three of us told him no. Let, let and me then just, he was like, oh, oh yeah. I wish I had a marker to use. Yeah, 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 yeah. So real quick, I don't know if it's important to, to describe what this guy looked like. He was an older guy. Yeah, uh, probably in his like mid to late fifties. Would you say, Jack? Sure. Uh, yeah, if not sixty, even. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. He, he looked a little old. He was gray. He was full, full gray hair and gray mustache. Um, mm-hmm. He looked like. I, I mean, like it's hard for me to describe what he looked like. Like he had a goofy like giant like bootleg Giants hat on for sure, and he had like a black windbreaker or something, and like. I don't know. He looked like he could have been like a guy maybe who played with Bruce Bochy or something like in the 80s or something. And he was squirrely, though, too. He was squirrely. Yeah, he was like a little goofy looking. He kind of had like crazy eyes a little bit. But like he was playing it like kind of cool, like that, like low key. And like, yeah, he's like, so, uh, you know, uh, can I borrow one of your markers? Uh, I could really use the marker like I'm trying to get him. And so like. I, I feel like I was kind of interacting with him the most or something yeah. like, and so he looks at me, he's like, yeah, sure. I can't borrow one of your markers. And I'm like, and I, I said, I said to him like, well, who are you trying to get? And he's like, oh, well, Bochi. that's when he said like, oh, I'm yep. trying to get Bochi, you know, I know him, whatever. And, uh, I was like, yeah, we're trying to get him too. So, um, you know, I said like, we can, I, I'm like, which is, we've done this before. I'm like, I can hand you my pen after I get him, you know, so you can get him. And he's like, then he goes like, do you want to do it, Jack? What he says? What he goes? Well, I'm gonna get him before you, because because he was inside, right? Yeah, he was so in he the was, stadium. He was in the stadium, so he was literally going to cross Bochi's path. Or Bochi was gonna cross his path before he crossed ours. And it's like, yeah, you're gonna get him before us because you're doing something you're not supposed to do. Right. You're not supposed. You're not supposed to still be in the stadium. Like that's that's illegal. You're not supposed. <laughs> you know. You're breaking the rules. And like like you said, Jeremy, uh, it, it would have been nice to say not without a marker. You're not gonna get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you know what? If you knew you were gonna try to get Bochi's autograph, and it, you knew you like to to the point where you were gonna uh, illegally stay in the stadium, um, like why wouldn't you just bring your own marker? Yeah. Right. I know. It's like, and, and also like, I guess if you know him, if you know the guy, then like, maybe you don't need his autograph or right. two or two, like maybe you, you could be like, 
hey, Boach, hold on one second. I'm going to grab someone's marker. Like, you know, let me, you know, I want, I want to get your autograph on this card. And then, then like ask someone. And when he's standing right there, like, you know, it would maybe make a little more sense. But at the end of the day, this fucking guy just like hovered over there. He hovered over us waiting for one of us to give him one of our markers. And he just was like an entitled fucking prick. Honestly. Yeah. He just was yeah. like, he just seemed like he was entitled to one of our markers because he like was going to get bochi. I, in my mind, I was like, and I said it to you guys. I'm like, where's the trade off here? Like, why don't, where is the thing? Like, Hey, listen, I, okay. You guys are trying to get bochi. I need a, I need a pen. Why don't you give me one of your cards? When he comes by, I'll I'll use your pen. I'll have him sign your card. He'll sign my thing. I'll give you your pen. I'll give you your card. And like, you know, it's a win-win. It's like not, not even once did that like ever cross his mind to even offer up something like that. It's like, are you nuts? Like, you just think you're going to get one of our pens just because? Fuck you, dude. Yeah. It, no, uh, 100%. And then finally, like, the guy wouldn't drop it. Like, he, he just kept asking us. So Chris, Chris gave him the only pen Chris had. Yeah. And then I, I had another pen, which I, I loaned to Chris. But then the guy just, like, goes goes off. He just yeah. dis- he disappears. Um, and then I was, like, fucking pissed off. And I think, you know, you were, too, where it's like, hey, like, you know, this guy just, like, he's just going to steal somebody's pen. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, but somehow, uh, Bochi comes out. Uh, you know, we see, we see Bochi come out, and then this guy just appears again out of nowhere. <laughs> he did. He appeared from behind, like, a pole or something. We don't know where the yeah. hell he was. No. Because Chris was even, like, kind of, like, walking up along the wall to look for this guy. He's like, where the hell did that guy go? Like, you know, yeah. he was, like, looking for him. Yeah, and so then the guy gets Bochi. Jeremy, I didn't see the guy get Bochi. Yeah. What did Bochi look like when so, the guy got him? So but he does kind of sidle up next to Bochi and ask him for an autograph. I don't even know what he signed. Like he signed like a hat or something. Like just something yeah. like so not worth signing. And Bochi kind of like Bochi walks like an old baseball catcher for sure. He, does. he like he like kind of hobbles along, and he was like walking with his head down, and like he, walking with his head down, and like the guy sidles up next to him and asks him for an autograph. And Bochi kind of stops in his track and like he kind of puts his one hand in the air, like he kind of swings it up in the air, like all right, give it to me, like kind of like that, like. Obviously, you know, it's a visual thing, but like kind of just like an old man, like with a little kid, like running up alongside of him, like, Mr. Mr. Can you give me, you know, five cents for a candy? He's like, all right, here you go. You know, you pipsqueak. Now get out of here. Like it, it kind of had that vibe to it, even though this guy was probably like maybe like five years younger than Bruce Bochy. But um, <laughs> he did seem to seem annoyed to, to have to stop yeah. and, and do it. Um, and of course. If he's annoyed at that point, there's no way he's going to fucking stop for us once he walks out of the stadium onto the bus. No, no. Um, and, you know, like you were saying, Jeremy, if you know the guy, you don't need his autograph. This was like uh, last year when the ick and the stick were like, you know, uh, the stick right. was like with Hunter Green. Oh, we know him. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's the same thing, though, like saying, you know, you know, a player, mm, but yeah. like, you know, you you don't know him. And like they they like. Hunter Green got an Uber and they like sprinted after the Uber to talk to him. It's like if you know him, uh, you you can like text him or email him to let him know that you're gonna be here. Yeah. Um. And also, you don't need his autograph. Like Jeremy, I know you. I don't like need your autograph. <laughs> I can just I can just like text you or something. You know. Right. Exactly. You don't, you don't need the autograph of someone you know. 
Um, so yeah, it was, it was infuriating. Uh, the guy did give Chris his pen back. So at least I'll, I'm not going to give him, give him anything, but I'll give him that anyway. Um, but Bochi comes out, uh, and yeah, like you said, Jeremy, he, 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 even, even when he was walking off the field to, after he removed a pitcher, you could tell he just, he doesn't get around real well. Um, but we called out for him and, you know, we sold out pretty hard for him. We really wanted him. The whole day would have been so much better if we would have gotten him, but he, uh, he hears us. And he he kind of like half looks over, and then he he point he points at the bus. Um, <laughs> but Jeremy, the way he pointed uh, is just you know how ET points and like how ET's hand looks. That was how that was how Bochi pointed at the bus, and then he just he just went on. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it was it was funny. He was like it was like the most fortunate thing for him that there was a bus. <clears throat> right yes. in front of him with an open door waiting for him to get on because he was just like, bus, I got to go, bus. No, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But right right before that happened, though, um, there was a kid a kid next to me, um, a, a younger kid, not the kid who tried to fist bump uh, the, the security guard. But this kid uh, this kid is calling out, start, started calling out to Bochi before Bochi even came out, like just the second he saw him. And this has never been officially confirmed, Jeremy. I think it's just kind of a theory that you and I have. But, um, you know, I don't feel like players like it at all when you call to them when they're still in the stadium walking to the bus. Yeah. I feel like they probably hate that because um, yeah. I don't think <clears throat> I've ever seen a guy sign when people start yelling at him the second they see him walking down the, the concourse. Right. Well, um, of, course, of course, well, you know, we have the Mariners bus to talk about there, but like, absolutely. But yeah, but yeah it's just like, it's, it's, I, I think it's just like a natural, it's like a human instinct. It's a defense mechanism. It's like when you hear people yelling your name, like you don't usually go to that. Like if, when they're yelling it, like, like it's like, Hey Bob, you know, like maybe that, but it's like, Bob, Bob, Hey yeah. Bob, it's like you don't go to that. Like it's just not a no. human instinct. Um, so like, yeah, it's just not like it's just like it. It makes it like if you could yell to the guy when they're like twenty feet away, and then like you know hold your pen up, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I got you, Chief. One second. and then like he signs for you. That would be great. But you know, it's harder to get him like for the like five seconds he's walking from the the exit to the bus. But it's like the other way just isn't realistic it's just not possible no and yeah jeremy it 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 is interesting because like right when the guy leaves the stadium and he's walking on the sidewalk to the bus you have like a two second window where you can tack you can tactfully call for him and maybe he'll come over but uh yeah no this kid was just yelling at him and it's like (laughs) i don't i'm not gonna let this there's already enough fucked up about this with this other this old guy inside the stadium like i'm not gonna I can't stand it. I can't stand it when people do that. So I just I said to the kid, I was like, "Hey, we'll we'll, we'll call for him when he comes out here. They don't they don't like when you do that." Um, and the kid was like, "Oh, okay, okay." But it's like, I I, I may start doing that more, like if if I feel like people are fucking fucking it up, because it's just like, "Hey, just like we'll." And we we did it last year too with somebody, Jeremy. I think like you know we were like, "Hey, we we'll, we can let's wait till they come out before we start calling them." Yeah. Um, no, you you said it to someone like, or maybe I did. I can't remember. One of us yeah. said something to, to a kid last year too. Yeah. Um, um. But it's just it's not a good it's not a good way to get autographs and like you're you're fucking you're fucking the other people who are trying to graph if you're just gonna yell at these guys like it's yeah, just yeah. it's not it's it's not good it, it can't stand it so um any, but anyway we didn't end up getting Bochi so that was a uh, overall kind of a bust but then we went over to the uh, the Cubs we did we go over to the Cubs uh, with Chris and Toe and this was a day game right so like it was still like you know and it was early it was probably like. 
you know, five o'clock or something at this point. So we go over to the, the Cubs uh, area and like they have the kids corral again. And, um, you know, there's always the, the other spot that we go to. Um, we walk over to the front of the, did we go to the back and then the front? Is that what we did? Uh, yeah, I think we went to the back. Um, and then, uh, you know, we realized there were no kids there. So mm-hmm. we're like, they're they're not gonna fucking st- nobody's gonna stop for three adults. Right. So we're like, let's let's go back over to just the uh, the front of the parking lot and see what we can do. Yeah, for sure. So then we we go back to the front and like we look across the street and like you know again your head's on a swivel. You're looking for like, is that a player? Is that a player? Who's this guy? Who's that? And uh, you know, is that Gabe Kapler? <laughs> Does he have big yeah. boots? Then yes, it is. Um, yeah. But uh, we we see this guy walking from like between like that Cubs new that Cubs office building and the side of the stadium like coming out of Gallagher Way I guess and um <laughs> he was just like some guy like with like a like a jean shirt or something like that was like open like unbuttoned down half like his his chest I in my mind he had shorts on I don't know if he had shorts or jeans on he he had he also had slicked back black hair yeah slick like long hair that was kind of blowing in the wind I think he had sunglasses and maybe like a backwards hat or something yeah and and I just said like hey look at this guy this is God's gift to women <laughs> oh man that, that was what we needed after a, a hard day of graphing yeah for sure yeah and like that was it that was pretty much it did how did yeah. did, did i call your attention to him or did we all see him at the same time i, I, I think we all saw him at the same time but okay. you were just the one that commented because you know this guy uh this, this guy just came through the crowd like a river parted or something and yeah like, yeah somehow there was just no one around him and he was walking by himself and it was just like he just stuck out like a, a sore thumb in this crowd <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so, um, yeah, that's a funny expression. I feel like, you know, I heard like as a little, they, like it was said in the nineties or something, but sure. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was funny. Um, Nico Horner came out, which like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, we have to try to not see Nico Horner. I feel like we see Nico Horner all I know. the time. We um, do. Yeah. Yeah. And so he came over to the, uh, the kids corral and, um, uh, there was one kid like this and he was like an older kid. I would say he was probably he like was. 11, 12 years old. Would you say Jack? Yeah. I mean, he, he was probably like middle school aged for sure. Yeah. And he was like a big kid. And like he was kind of not even near the front of the pack, but kind of from the back of the pack, he yells like, Hey Nico, I want to give you a firm handshake. <laughs> oh God. And, like everyone kind of like laughed. Yeah. And then the kid goes over to Nico Horner and like, Jack, have you seen Predator? Are you familiar with Predator? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The I know scene, I know what you're gonna reference. Yeah, yeah. The scene where um where uh Carl Weathers and, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger like see each other and they give that like that kind of like uh, that high five arm wrestle like ha- hand clasp thing. Yeah, and, and like you can just see both of their biceps like rippling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like yeah. just like it's almost like a mid air like uh game of um uh what is that? What is that fucking thing called? Uh, uh arm wrestling? Arm wrestling, yeah. yeah. Um and like and they're just like both like struggling and like just like gritting their teeth and like <laughs> like just exerting his their their full manliness on each other like so this kid and Nico Horner like go and like shake hands with each other and like from our angle all we saw was the back of the kid's head and Nico Horner's face and like they were kind of like staring at each other like intensely like in the face and like they were both kind of just like giving like a really firm handshake and like it was kind of like that 
And it kept going on and on. And Nico Horner just like kind of kept a stone face and it was pretty funny. And then like at some point, like everyone, it went on so long that everyone around there just started laughing. And then like Nico Horner started laughing and then I think it broke the tension and they finally like stopped with the handshake. It was, it was a nice moment. And yeah, you could tell Nico Horner was getting a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but also it's like, you know, what if this kid actually has a really firm handshake? It's like, they, they just fucking signed him to a, uh, an extension for like yeah. $20 million. He's going to crush Nico Horner's hand. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Exactly. Yeah. It was funny though. I was, I was angry too, man. Cause like I was going to try to, so you can't go in the, in the bullpen with the kids. Like they just, yeah. they don't let you and it's just not a cool thing to do. Um, but so I was like trying to linger on the outside of it and I was going to try to like get up to him after he left like that area and just try to sneak in and get his autograph. But this, this mom of like a little girl who was in the bullpen, like walked in front of me to try to like flag down her kid to, I don't know, tell her to do something. And like, she kept standing in front of me and then like, you know, uh, somebody like Nico Horner was going over to where I was going to try to get his autograph. And then some woman asked him for a selfie and meanwhile like this other woman was still in front of me and uh like i just i just couldn't get in there and then like and then he just left it was did you see all that transpire it was very it was very frustrating yeah that was uh that was that was rough um uh and like it's such a fine art to try to get an autograph at that at that kid's corral like yeah you were probably in about the right spot but like yeah that lady just kind of she yeah, she was just it. lingering there, and it was like it's like what are you what are you doing? Like, why can't you just not not stand there? Your daughter is already in the in the in the bullpen. Like, what? Uh, anyway, whatever. I'm just Nico Horner is <laughs> not a particularly hard guy to get, so I'm, I'm sure I'll get him get him on a card somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, so that was like a that was a tough miss there. Um, and I had I had already had him on a card, so I I was kind of hanging back. I had another card that I would get him on, but. I was hanging back. They actually made a card of his walk-off hit against the Mariners on Monday. Nice. Um, so I ordered a couple of those, um, and I'm, I do actually want to get him on that card. Um, so so if we see him again and I have that card in hand, I'm definitely going to try to get it signed. Yeah. Um, across the street, again, like just you got to look out for people. We see um, a guy come out of the Wrigley Field building, which is also the Marquee Studios, um, and it was Cliff Floyd. So Cliff Floyd was doing the post game on Marquee Network and he came out and he just started walking down the street. And uh, I was like, I spotted him first. I feel I was like, hey, I think that's Cliff Floyd. I think that's Cliff Floyd. And like he's he's walking down the street and I was just like, it was one of those things where it's like, it's it's a real tough move to run across the street to get the guy. Yeah. And like, I didn't want to like attract a bunch of attention to him. Um, and did Jack, was there a guy who stopped him? Another guy? Is that what happened? Man, I, I think that maybe or like maybe it was a, a Wrigley Field employee or something, but there, he I, was stopped somehow and okay. then you were able I, to go get him. It was another autograph guy. So there was a guy on that side of the street, I think, that stopped him for an autograph. Mm-hmm. And I kind of ran over there. And, I, and, and at some point I had to like run because he was kind of walking briskly down uh, Waveland and just kind of going somewhere. I was we were speculating where he, he could have been going um, because like there was no parking lot over there. Um, but uh, I did stop him. And uh, I have I've been carrying a Cliff Floyd card because I do carry like cards for everyone on the Marquee Network. Sure. Um, and I brought so I brought Cliff Floyd was supposed to be at Cubs convention, but uh, backed out at the last minute. Um, so I had a card of his and I had it. 
on the like alumni page of my of my book. Um, and when I was, I got Fergie Jenkins's autograph at Cubs convention, and he looked at my book and he's like, "Oh, look at all these cards!" And I had a card of Cliff Floyd on that page. It's a funny card. It's his 1991 Stadium Club draft pick card. So it's a picture of him like right after he got drafted, and he's wearing. So it's 1991, right? So it's very like he's wearing like street clothes. So he's it's very dated. This this shirt. It's like a denim. It's like a denim button up shirt with like these leather patches on it. It's like the most 80s, 90s like looking shirt out there. And he's got like this kind of like like close cropped haircut, and he just like looks like he's from like you know the early 90s. Like he could oh been yeah. In like boys to men or something in this picture. Sure, like yeah, you think you you see that shirt and you think of like music videos from that time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like he looks like Tevin Campbell or something. But, um, <laughs> uh, and then so Fergie saw this card and he's like, "Oh, who's that young man?" And I'm like, "That's Cliff Floyd." He's like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "I never saw that one before." And so, so when Cliff uh, Floyd stopped and signed, I gave him that card to sign. Um, he signed it, and I'm like, "Hey, Cliff." Uh, Fergie asked about this card and he started laughing. He's like, Oh really? And uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. He liked it. He, 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 you know, he thought it was cool. And he's like, Oh man, that's awesome. And then he was like <laughs> laughing and, and kind of kept walking. Um, but, uh, but it was cool. Like I actually, I felt, I mean, I feel like I'm like made Cliff Floyd laugh. Um, sure. you know, it was, granted it was from, because of something Fergie Jenkins did, but I thought it was kind of a cool moment. I could even see like, if he ran into Fergie, like maybe he would have even said like, Hey, I, you know, I heard you, said something about this card of mine or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It was a, it was a very cool moment. I would say. Yeah. I'll have to start. I'll have to buy a cliff Floyd card from eBay and start bringing one. Um, I, I bring, I bring a Sutcliffe. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I have a couple other guys. I think I bring like Gary Matthews, uh, who probably never comes, but, uh, I bring Sandberg, but yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to start doing that. Jeremy. That's a, that's a good call. Yeah. Um, so that we uh, one of the graphers who we've run into before, we saw him at the Cubs Con. I think this is the first time we've seen him since then. But was uh, we think his name is Dominic? Are, yeah, are it's, you? It's Dominic or Carmine. It's a very like Italian name. I can't remember which sure. one it is. And he's definitely like an Italian guy. Uh, super nice guy. He always comes with his his kid. Um, yeah. But I, I like I like his cadence, Jeremy, and the way he <laughs> delivers he delivers things. So yeah. he was talking about Michael Fulmer and and like uh, you know some people call Michael Fulmer over and like. Fulmer actually signed, but uh, the guy um, Dominic was like, "Yeah, I'm surprised he signed. We ran into him opening oh. day. He said, he said, I'm sorry, guys, but I, I I don't sign on the outside. If you get me on the inside, I'll sign there, but I never sign on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's we we began to call that the Fulmer promise. Um. I th- I think a good way to uh define a Fulmer promise is to. Say you'll do something in only one place, but never do it anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I, well, okay. So wait, a couple of things, Jack. So he didn't sign. Okay, he he, he didn't sign because they, they were calling him. So he he did not sign. He okay. so he walked by the kids' corral, and all these kids were like, like he. So first of all, he came out, and someone goes like, "Hey, hey, hey, Michael, I like your boots." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, thanks," which is just like, ah, oh, come on, like fucking. Yeah stop wasting our time with that and he's like oh uh, thanks and then he went up to the kids he's like hey how are you guys how's everyone doing today and he went over and he like hand shook he like shook each of their hands or gave them a fist bump or whatever and he like he he went down the row and like fist bumped like all the kids and it was very cool like he like took his time and was like looking at him and like making eye contact and smiling at him and stuff and then i then i i, I like kind of saunter over there by the end of the corral and i'm like hey michael can you sign one for me and he looks at me and he's like not here 
<laughs> oh walks... shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and he just walks away, and then, then like, um, then this uh, Dominic or, or Carmine or whatever his name is, he's like, he's like, yeah, that was very cool that he did that. That was really cool that uh, you know he he like shook all those kids' hands. That was very cool. And then he said the whole thing about never outside, and then yeah. so then I felt like I violated that because it was like a really nice moment. He went and like fist bumped all those kids, and then I kind of swoop in and ruin it. And like I'm like, can I get an autograph? He's like, not here. <laughs> it's like okay, damn, okay. man. Yeah, that's that's cold. That's cold as ice, though. I mean, he, you know, he I guess he didn't sign for any of those kids either. But like, shit, man, I guess I guess he's not kidding about not signing on the outside, which is why it's called the Fulmer promise. Yeah, <laughs> because it's yeah, like sure. Fulmer's like when I when I make a statement, <laughs> I stick by it. That's the Fulmer <laughs> promise. So that's um that's why, like, I was like thinking that I also like Fulmer's promise, too. That sounds like a like a like a gold mining thing or something. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, <clears throat> like, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, Miller's Crossing. That's a, a, a Coen Bant- Brothers movie. Banty's Land, I think, is from... Banty's Claim or something is from uh, uh, um, There Will Be Blood. Sure. Banty's Land. Banty's Land. I think he's, it's like the one It's like the one lot he couldn't purchase from somebody when he bought okay. up everyone's okay. land. But anyway, yeah. Um, We were waiting for... So we... We're waiting for Dansby Swanson, I guess. Uh, we had taken the word. I, I, we, I guess we were just desperate at this point. We took the word of a kid who said that <laughs> who said that Dansby Swanson had not come out yet. So that's, the, that's the right. only person who said it was one kid. So we were <laughs> one, like, like seven-year-old kid or something. Like, yeah, like nine-year-old so kid. Yeah, so you know you're desperate when, when you're doing that. So anyway, we waited around like an extra twenty minutes, and then finally Dansby Swanson came out. Yeah, um, he he was very removed from all the kids who who had waited. There was a good number of people still waiting. Jeremy, maybe I just didn't look at him enough. Like I only kind of saw him like right when he went into the uh, parking garage, but it didn't seem like he really acknowledged anybody, did he? Yeah, not. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. He, maybe he looked over and waved or something, but I don't. I don't really think so. I mean, I th- definitely think what he was wearing was more distracting than anything. No, it, uh, did you notice that too? He was wearing yeah. an Inspector Gadget coat. Basically, he was. He if was I wearing... could, if I could describe it in you know simple terms, it was like this weird looking trench coat, but it looked like it looked like what Inspector Gadget wore. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was brown. I think like it was yeah. the only difference, but like it like. It's just, I'll say this, it's the kind of code a guy who just, you know, made, what is it, $170 million? Yeah, yeah. Like, would wear, like, I mean, it's not that it's that fancy, but it's 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 definitely, like, a guy who has, like, a high sense of self-worth um, or self-confidence would wear. No, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, he goes in the parking lot, and then you, me, uh, Chris, and then this one other guy who was Dominic's friend... Uh, who we didn't really know, oh, yeah. decide to sprint to the back of the parking lot. Um, you know, <laughs> it wasn't a great look, but, like, we didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. So we, we sprint to the back of the parking lot, um, and I, I was kind of – you and Chris were, like, uh, you know, ahead, and then I was behind with this guy, and he go he, co- he comes up next to me. He's like, oh, this is where the cardio comes in, and I'm like <laughs> – I'm like, that's a weird statement. This is where the cardio comes in. It's uh-huh. like, is is it like, are you doing cardio, um, you know, <laughs> yes. like outside of this to prepare for this moment? Yeah. Or it's like, is is cardio a regular part of graphing for you? I, I don't know. But <laughs> right. it was it was it was bizarre. But I was just like, huh? Yeah, so we, you know, we run to the back of the parking lot. We get there just as Swanson is pulling out, but he never would have stopped for us anyway. No, um, I Chris's uh, gambit for doing that was so he could make his car 
for future. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. Reference. Okay, just, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, and it was funny. I just like ran along with Chris just because, like, hey, what the hell, we're running yeah, down the street, right? And and then I followed you guys. So yeah. And then I, it, it's funny that you know the three of us ran, but then this other random guy ran with us. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, and at, at that point, it was just like, okay, well, that this day is over. Like we yep. didn't we didn't yes. go back, right? We just left from there, right? Nah, I I think uh, yeah, I think I think we just left. We didn't even go back. Yeah. And so, I don't know what happened to that fourth guy. Like I I right. have no, he just like disappeared. Yeah, the cardio uh, failed him, and he <laughs> pro- probably fucking crumpled between two cars on the side of the road. But that's yeah. funny. Yeah. So that um, was so th- that was the that was the Rangers game. It was, and then uh, I think two days later. So that was uh, uh, uh that was Friday. So uh, actually three days later. So Monday night we were what? back for the Mariners game. Re- I went to the I went to the game. Real um, quick, so real you- quick, Jack. Yeah. What, what did, do you remember? What I said about you? You repeated it. What I said about the the Rangers whole the whole Rangers experience. It was it was a rough outing. <laughs> it was a rough outing. Yeah, I it mean, was between like the whole Bochi thing and like both of our Hearn autographs getting fucked up and me embarrassing myself in front of Bubba Thompson. <laughs> like it was, it was a rough outing. Um, it was, especially since we had high expectations for the Rangers. Um, and we had just been coming off, uh, like just a complete, uh, zero. Well, aside from the coaches, like, you know, with the brewers, which was a disappointment. So I was like, it was not a great start to our, our graphing year for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um. But you know, we were back at it again a couple days later with the Mariners, um, who we've never tried to graph before. Uh, this was on a Monday night. Um, the game went extra innings. I went to the game. Uh, just bought, picked up a cheap ticket and sat in the upper deck. Uh, and Jeremy, you actually got to the bus a little before me because you you weren't able to make it to the game. So you yeah. were uh you were there. Um, you had a good you had kind of a a good spot. Not you know not as good as we've had. Um, there were like maybe three people. Um you know, to your left it, who had like the real sweet spot, but then yeah. you were there and then there was a guy next to you. Um, and so I, I ended up going next to that guy, but what, what was that guy's deal? Did you interact so, with that guy at all? Yeah. So, okay. So basically like I got down there early. I was like, I actually got home from work, stopped in my house, um, you know, picked up like my book and my markers and all my supplies and headed down there. And like, I was actually, I thought I'd have plenty of time, but I was parking my car in the top of the ninth inning. Um, and that was another thing, like, where am I going to park my car? But uh, I was, like, parking my car in the top of the ninth inning, or top of the ninth, and I was like, this game's going to end. Like, there was one out in the top of the ninth, and then, of course, Jared Kalanick hits a homer to tie the game up, and so it kind of, like, immediately then, like, dis- d- diffused the whole situation. I forgot that Chris was at that game, um, or maybe he said he wasn't at, maybe he it was a last-minute thing, but... So I meet Chris out on the sidewalk um, during the bottom of the ninth inning, and the Cubs don't score, and then we're in the top of the tenth, and so like, so then it is kind of like, I will say, I'm a fr- I'm a fan of the Manfred man when I'm staying outside of the bus waiting to get an autograph when sure. I thought the game was going to end 20 minutes earlier. Um, so the game ended in the tenth inning. It didn't go that long, um, but uh, so we we were standing across the street, just kind of waiting, just kind of like uh, lingering around, and then when it the Cubs came up in the ninth. We, we actually crossed over the street to like watch through the monitors. Cause you could see the TV right through the gate. Um, mm-hmm. so we were watching it. We weren't standing at the gate yet at the, the, the barrier by the bus. And then the Cubs walked it off. So then we step like three steps over to get our spot. And then in the, 
in the midst of that happening, some fucking kid gets right in there and he got like the, the catbird seat. Like mm-hmm. He got like the perfect spot. Then Chris fell in next to him and there were spots to the left of that kid. But I felt like we were in a better spot than being like right against the, the, the wall, yeah. the gate of the stadium. So we fell in and I was like facing Chris and we were kind of talking to this kid who was like from Seattle on, on spring break. Um, <clears throat> and he like knew the players. So actually thought like he was probably a good person to, to have over there. Um, but I had my back, like I, had my, I was facing them and I was like, okay, well, Jack will fall in next to me when he gets here. And like, before I could turn around, this fucking kid like zooms in to that spot, this guy, like in his probably like his like mid to late twenties or something. Yeah. And, uh, he was talking to me and like, <clears throat> he was just like, he was just talking like he knew it all. Like, like a know it all. Like he's like, oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, the guys, um, you know, they'll sign like, you know, if, if they're in a good mood, they'll sign. And like, he's like, you know, and they're saying all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I know all this stuff, man. Like, what, why are you yep. describing this to me? And then he's talking to me about, he just starts going off and off about like, he's like, oh yeah, this guy, he's like, J-Rod, J-Rod will sign. Like, you know, he's, he's a good signer. He'll, he'll sign. We'll get him for sure. And then he's like, uh, you know, Tom Murphy will probably sign. He's like, Kel Raleigh, Kel Raleigh might be tough, but you know, um, Gilbert will sign, uh, He's like Kirby will sign. Like he was like naming all these guys that are going to sign. I'm like, are you like completely delusional or like, are you like, are you going off of things that you've heard? I'm like, listen, man, I'm sure some of them will sign, but it's like, there's not this cakewalk like you're talking about. Right. But I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he also kept going on about like, he's like, all right. It's like, I started a timer when the game ended. He's like, they usually come out 15 to 30 minutes after. So it's only been three minutes right now, but uh, you know, but you know, pretty soon we'll, we can start watching for him. And I'm like, okay, man, like, you know, when they come out, when I see them, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't time it. Like, and it's not, no. and they don't time it either. It's like, they come out after they showered and put their fucking clothes on. Like, yeah. They don't come out in thirty in thirty minutes. Like I don't know no. what you're doing. Like you're wasted. Like it's it's a misappropriation of of resources. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you know, I I, I end up getting next to this guy, and uh, so he was with. Uh, there were there were a couple other guys that it seemed like he knew. Um, so the I think they showed to... up. I think they showed up like right after you got that spot because they probably would have been in your spot if if yep. you, if they got there after you. So yeah, man. Yeah. And I, I sprinted. I sprinted down the. Uh, you know the the stairs and like the concourse and stuff so i I was probably lucky to get the spot that i had um so yeah Yeah. but those guys were right behind me though and they seemed like they knew this guy that was between me and you yeah and so the the players start coming out and one of the first guys to come out was cooper hummel um i think he was with his girlfriend um or wife or whatever but people were calling for him and he didn't really acknowledge anybody and he, he gets on the bus and so this this kid and again these are like kids in their mid 20s um and uh, he's like, um, he's he keeps going. Oh, what a piece of shit! What a piece of shit! And then he goes, you know, the the guy like the guy in between you and me is like, uh, you know, he says something to him, and th- this kid's like, yeah, but like, there's guys on that bus that I need. Makes me want to fucking kill myself. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, dude! First of all, <laughs> first of all, like, you know, oh, stop calling Cooper Hummel a piece of shit, man. Like, you know. I, I feel pretty confident calling Bobby Wilson a piece of shit, but it's like, <laughs> the, you know, there were ton, there were a ton of people there. Um, it was there were way more people than either the Rangers or the Brewers. Like, you know, the, the Mariners were a little bigger draw, so it was it was a bad scene. 
And this guy's with his girlfriend, and his team just got walked off. It's like, you know, he's clearly just trying to get the fuck out of here because he was one of the first people. So it's like, you don't have to, like, repeatedly call the guy a piece of shit because he didn't sign for you this one time. Right. Um, I, I thought it was a little much. And also, like, hey, man, it's not that big of a deal. Don't don't say, like, you want to kill yourself. Like, I know you're not serious, <laughs> but it's just like, come on, man. You sound like a You sound like a loser. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like fucking act like you've been there before a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, I had to put into my own uh, practice myself a little later on, but it was just like, yeah, that, I mean, that's like, again, it's like, I think there's very specific circumstances where we'll like flame a guy for not signing for us. Sure. Um, like Jake, like Jake Fraley. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, if, if a guy's with his wife, like, Austin Gomber signed for us when he was with his like wife and I think baby. Yeah. And that was a surprise. Like that was yeah. cool. Like I, I wouldn't expect a guy with his girlfriend to stop and sign for us. And I think Gomber was the only one to do that. Yep. Yep. So, um, so that, yeah, like, there, there's precedent for not doing it. And also yeah. like when a guy, when I, when a guy gets out that early, uh, sometimes like when those guys get out really early, they don't want to sign. They just want to get on the bus. So uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe calling him a piece of shit is a little much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so too. Um, all right, Jack, tell me about this next one because you, oh yeah, you heard yeah. This Do more. you remember when? Uh, so so Travis Swaggerty came out, and first of all, he uh, he had this weird like sequined uh, jacket on. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that, but it's like I, I don't know if he like dug into Gene Segura's wardrobe or something. But <laughs> yeah. like, it was definitely an eccentric jacket. And again, like maybe this isn't the type of jacket that a guy with a hundred seventy million dollar contract would wear, but it's de- it's definitely a jacket that a guy would wear when he thinks he's like hit the big time. Um, sure. and like, you just don't care anymore. Uh, so anyway though, like the, the people were calling for him and, um, more to, to our right. Uh, so on the other side of the barricade was like this huge gaggle of like children and they were all yeah. being supervised by like this one mom and the mom, again, our buddy's security guard was there and the mom was, had been trying to ask him like, Hey, like, uh, you know, when are they going to come out? And the guy was noncommittal. But anyway, like, Travis Swaggerty comes out, and these kids all just start, like, yelling for him, even though they probably didn't know who he was. And then, like, oh, I would Swaggerty say they actually looks at them, and he kind of looks at, like, all of us, and he's just like, nope, nope, there's too many people. And he does this hand signal. But he wasn't being a jerk about it. He was just oh, like, nah, okay. there's too many too many people. And then he, he gets on the bus. Um, so it's like, yeah, that that is a reason that guys won't sign, is that there's there's too many people. Um mm-hmm. And that, uh, yeah, it, it was it was valid. <clears throat> well, uh, so Jack, what were the kids yelling? Do you remember? I think they were yelling like, "Oh, you're my favorite player!" And they were saying "swaggerty," right? I, I I think so. But there there were two like older teenagers who were kind of by them, and I think they might have recognized him. Yes, um, okay, yes. The, I think the, that's those are the guys that I saw. They were yelling yeah. "swaggerty," I think. And yeah, I, th- and I, think, I, the I one, think. Yeah, go ahead. I think the one I heard the one kid go like, "Come on, Travis!" Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and so. I think Swaggerty was kind of reacting to them. Um, well, yeah, I would say that he was because, Jack, are you ready for the M. Night Shyamalan reveal here? Yes. Travis Swaggerty is not on the Seattle Mariners. He's on the Pittsburgh Pirates. What, did they have a Swaggerty? No, they have Sam Haggerty, but they don't have that, a Swaggerty. That's funny. Okay. Yes. Were they and calling for Swaggerty? They were saying Swaggerty. And that's hilarious. And I wasn't sure if they were, but then I heard the kids say, come on, Travis. And yeah. And I'm like, they're like, 
I'm like, and here's the thing is like, I, I couldn't pick Sam. I was Sam Haggerty was one of the guys who I was like, I'm not going to recognize this guy. Sure. And so I don't know for sure if that was him or not, but like those kids were definitely yelling swaggerty. And one of the kids did say, come on, Travis. And I'm like, well, that's definitely not Travis swaggerty because he's not on this team. So it, actually, you know, that was Sam Haggerty though. Yes, I think it was too. Yeah, and I'm looking at his picture now. I I want to look up because I was looking up Travis Swaggerty, and Travis Swaggerty actually kind of looks a little bit like Sam Haggerty. Okay, okay. Not not really though. Uh, Travis Swaggerty is a little bit more of like a a I don't know. He's got a beefier like face, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that is that is funny, <laughs> man. And you know, uh, Haggerty even played in the game. Um, yeah. Okay. I think just because I was hearing Swaggerty, I must have just and I didn't have his card, uh-huh. uh, so I must have just been remembering it because I, you know, I, man, Swaggerty and Haggerty, dude, I, I never put that together. Yeah, I mean, like I was like, I was like, listen, I don't know what this guy looks like. I could probably yell for him and be wrong, but I definitely know that it's not. You know, I definitely would not be yelling the the completely wrong name of a guy who isn't even on the <laughs> team. So like. I was just that was a thing where I was just like, what what's going on here? Like it was a it was a it was a very weird vibe down there at the bus for sure. It and was it was it was even weirder, I think, because me and you, Jack, couldn't talk to each other. Like, no, we for sure. Um, and we couldn't get a make on the guys either, um, no. which is like half the battle. So, like, you know, someone right by the, the gate was it would like make the guy and then would like they would pass that information yeah. down the line. It was but that kid it, it, from it was that kid from Seattle. Like he would say the guy, then I'd hear him say it to Chris. Chris would say it out loud. I'd pass it down to the fucking interloper, and then like he would pass it down to you. Maybe I don't know if he was or not, but like um, it was like a waterfall effect. Um, and then every guy that the guy who between us called out was wrong. He called one guy uh, Ty France. Like when Ty France did come out, Ty France is like a short kind of stocky guy. This guy who came out was like a fucking tall, like lean guy. Doesn't look at anything at all like Ty France when he's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't Ty France. Yeah, no. And so I think when Ty France did come out, though, he mistook him for Tom Murphy. Well, I don't know about that because we so. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this or not, Jack, but so Tom Murphy came out and he signed. Some kids did yell for him while he was in the stadium and he signed through the gate. Okay, because I was, feel like I never saw Tom Murphy. So so Tom Murphy came out, signed through the gate, and like a bunch of people started lining up going to get him. And me and Chris had this whole conversation. Like Chris was like, I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not going to take the bait because like he would have probably lost his spot on the on the railing. Sure. And I was like, you know, I'd, I'd like to get Tom Murphy, but I'm, I'm also not I don't want to lose my spot for it. Um, <clears throat> so we didn't go over. And then the guy next to me was like, same thing. He was like, uh, I'm not going to, you know, like, no, I'm not going to go. And then but then I'm like, well, he's going to come by here. I figure if he stops for these kids, maybe he'll stop for us real quick. And then Tom Murphy does come like he he signed for everyone, then left, goes to the bus. And somehow we missed it. He walked right by us. And it wasn't until like he was getting on the bus. I'm like, fuck, that was Tom Murphy. And like I kind of like looked at the guy and I'm like, where were you on that? I thought you were going to call him out. And um, yeah. <clears throat> and this kid, this guy next to me was completely useless. Um, did, did Ty France come out with Gabe Spire? Um. I don't remember, but Ty, I don't think so because I think that was the guy who he called Ty France, who wasn't Ty France. Because then Ty France came out and he also signed through the gate. And then Did I was he? like, yes. And then I was like, mm, Ty France, I would maybe give up my spot for. 
Uh, Man, turn- I didn't. I didn't see any of. I was so blocked off from that that I. I didn't see any of these guys signing by the gate. Yeah, they signed through the gate like two guys. It was just those two guys. But Tom Murphy looked like he was signing for a long time, and France. France came out about the same time a bunch of other people were coming out, so it was a little um, chaotic. Um, and then when he came out, like, again, he came out, uh, and was just like, came by so fast that like, couldn't like even call for him. Um, it might've been while another guy was already out, but, uh, it was, it was chaotic. Well, you know, speaking of chaotic, this is the most chaotic it's been, uh, man, maybe ever for graphing. Yeah. Uh, so first, like Paul Sewald comes out. Um, and you know, like he sees all these kids that we were alluding to before and like, he goes over to sign them and he's like the first guy that actually has come out and like, you know, not signed like at the gate. Like he's, he, he comes, he comes out and like, he just starts signing for people and he starts signing for all these kids. Yeah. And so that like created, uh, like this chaos yeah. and you almost, you al- I almost wonder if like Sewald was running interference for the guy who came out <laughs> next. Cause like someone saw Luis Castillo and they were like, "Oh, it's Castillo." But and then and then all, all of a sudden J-Rod was uh Julio Rodriguez was just right by Castillo and everybody's like, "Oh shit, it's J-Rod. It's J-Rod." And then J-Rod <laughs> comes out and then, you know, Before- Sewell is still signing by these other kids and I, yeah. I looked over and saw that, but then J-Rod comes out and everybody just goes batshit. It goes um, crazy. And real quick, I before you get further I heard someone go. I heard someone say like in the in the time in between like they made him and he came out. I heard someone go like we should all chant his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that, Jack? No, I didn't hear that. Someone goes like we should all chant his name, and then like someone was like J Rod, J Rod, and then like everyone was like J Rod, J Rod. Oh my god. Which like I remember last year they people chanted someone's name too. It was during the Padres series, I think, right? They were all chanting like for like the guys as they came out, right? Sure. And then and then Albert it was Albert, like they were ch- for Pujols. They were like, "No, there's that one guy who was like, "Albert, Albert." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So always kind of lame. But uh yeah, so so J-Rod comes out and people just go crazy and and everybody says that J-Rod signs. So he he came over and he started signing for people, um, but yeah. not everybody, right? He he, he grabbed pe- he grabbed. Two, there were two people to my left, and he grabbed um, a marker and signed something for one guy, and then ran with the marker and signed for the one to his right. So two guys to my left, um, but like to J Rod's right, he signed for two guys, um, and like handed them the pen back, and then kind of broke towards our direction. And yeah. I just, I felt like I was getting kind of like swayed around. Like I was getting like, kind of like just, it, it was like the whole mass of people was just like swaying, like with people trying to get in there. And I had like my, my book and I put my book out kind of low and I had my, my marker and he, he just, he turns, he takes like a step to his left. He grabs my marker and he fucking signs my card. And then he puts he holds the marker back up like straight in the air, and I just like reached out and grabbed it out of his hand. You know, can, can I give you my theory why he signed for you? Because I, I didn't get him, and neither did Chris. Uh, yeah. I, I, you said Chris had a theory. I, I the reason I think he signed for you is because he didn't have to. In addition to grabbing the marker, he didn't also have to grab a card. You yes. just had your book there, so he, he it was like this one's easy. I'm just gonna sign this one. That's that's so what, I, that was Chris's think, theory as well. 
Yeah, so I, I think that's why he signed for you. And then, like I said, man, it was just, it was Bedlam. Uh, Seawall just disappeared. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't lost. know what the fuck happened to him. I didn't we see him go Seawall. back on the bus. Like, I, I guess everybody was so distracted by J-Rod that he just kind of slinked off and went on the bus. If, um, if I was Seawall, I would have ran the fuck out of there, too, because it was about to get crazy. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And so J-Rod, yeah, he continued to do the thing where he just signed for a couple people. Uh, he bounced I mean, you around. know what? Like, hey, at least, he, at least he's making the effort, right? Like, there's yeah. people like Machado. Machado who just look at the fans as lesser thans yeah um but like you know at least like J-Rod uh does like some due diligence and signs for people which is cool of him so you know even though I didn't get him uh kind of another bro or or he doesn't do a Scherzer thing where he's like hey hey just kids just kids just kids <laughs> like at least he he'll just sign for fans that's what Scherzer yeah. sounds like if we graph the Mets man nice um, yeah I gotta check that out but uh, uh, yeah, so uh, good on you for getting J Rod, man. So that's that was a it looked good on that card. Yeah, it did. I got him on his Topps Heritage rookie card um, from last year. Um, it it's it's beautiful, quite honestly. Like he's got kind of like a wild big signature, and it was all like on card. Like um, Bubba Thompson the day before has a big wild signature, and he he kind of went off the card. Um, but it still like looks fine. Um, <clears throat> but J Rod was all on card, no streaks whatsoever. It turned yep. out beautiful. I, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, but it was just, it was chaos. He like, he, he signed for two guys and he went over and like, and the pen he was using was like a baby blue pen or something. Like I was like, what if he grabs that and signs for everyone with that marker? Like I kind of, it didn't want my card signed with that. Um, but he like went out and grabbed my card and like, Honestly, Jack, like if if um if there was like one cool thing that I did, he put the pen up in the air like here you go, take it cuz I'm I'm about to fucking, you know, go off here. I'm 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 going I'm I'm just blowing down this line. So here's the pen, grab it. And I like was able with all the like the people reaching around me and all the chaos and being sway, swayed and swoon around, I reached I reached forward and I like plucked the pen right out of his hand and like kept it back up and like it just like all like I like I, I I feel like I had that moment where I had to grab that pen and I did it and I was like proud of myself. Um and then yeah, he bounced, he jumped like four people and like went over to the kids, signed for them and like bounced back maybe and then just got got back on the bus and boom. And it was just like it was over as quick as it happened and like Yep. I I was telling like um I was telling you guys like I basically like it's like that joke in like it's like in uh the sandlot when the kid like uh you know he gets a fly ball put hit to him and like, he just sticks his mitt up in the air and it closes his eyes and hopes that it lands in his mitt. I sure. kind of just like closed my eyes, stuck my book out and he signed for me. And like, yeah, man. I pulled, I pulled it back and there was ink on my card. And I'm like, Whoa, I, it, it, he actually signed. That's cool. Yeah. That was the one guy you would have, you would have wanted and you, you know, you got him. Well, not, you know, I'm sure there's other guys you wanted, but that's the, that's the main one. Yeah. I mean that definitely, you know, that set me well for the whole night and like for some of our misses later on, I was, it was like, I, I was kind of like still, I'm always like, well, I'm okay. Um, uh, yeah, it elicited uh, a couple things. Jack said, you got A-Rod, or you got J-Rod, bitch, last night to me yeah. through text. So there was that. I think I did. Well, yeah, because you were like, oh, man, I, I really wanted to go graph him again and get like Ty France. It's like, <laughs> come on, man, you got J-Rod. You kidding I know. me? I know. That's, that's a sign of real junkie. It's like, man, I wanted to get this guy. But I did get A Rod, but or J Rod, but I'm like, man, I really wanted to get this guy too, the, like the coach, you know. <laughs> so, so there was that, and then like when we were walking away, like I think I said, like, uh, well, I think that was a pretty good night, and like Chris was like, well, yeah, of course, you got J Rod. <laughs> so yeah, 
Um, Jack, I hate to uh, to say to to throw this one on you, but I have I'm privy to some news that you're not privy to. What's that? Chris texted me last night, and he went to the game or uh, two nights ago, and he went to the game, and he went to the bus, and he got J Rod. Oh, did he? He did. Yeah, I guess Tuesday night. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I wouldn't have been able to do that night, but uh, well, good good for Chris. Yeah, I mean, I the the good thing is that that he signs, but I'm like, they're not they're not gonna be back here. That is the tough part. So like, no. You know, maybe it could be worth going to um, the Sox game and maybe going down the line and seeing if you can get him because I hear he signs down the line too. Sure. But, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, that was uh, that was a fluke. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I, it's crazy that it happened, but yeah. Well, you know, good good for good for Chris. Uh, did he did he do the same thing where he like only signed for a couple people? He, um, I don't know if I got the full story there. I think he said, yeah, it was kind of similar, but he said that there weren't as many people there that night. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It, that's partially, partially why I was saying, I kind of wish we would have went back. Cause I feel like we could have got some of those guys, but I think he even said like, he didn't see service come out or something. Like, oh, weird. Okay. Maybe service went out to dinner or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, it wasn't the perfect situation. Um, well let's we'll carry on and then we can talk about the overall thing sure um yeah andres munoz came out uh there was a, you know uh some confusion as to whether he was a eugenio suarez Ugh. or munoz um that's right there was a dad out there so i maybe it was about this time there was a dad that came out and he's like hey do you guys know if teoscar hernandez came out yet and he's like he's, he gave my kid his batting gloves during the game and i wanted to get him signed and he said he'd sign him afterwards and we're like no he didn't come out yet he didn't come out yet and um then we a guy a, a Latino guy is coming down the, the 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 walkway and he's got like long curly hair and I think the guy goes like hey that's Suarez that's Suarez that's a Eugenio and like um and so then he comes out and like the guy said hey Suarez Suarez and um well first of all what happened was the guy the guy was coming out and I heard the guy behind us yell Suarez and I'm like that's not Suarez man. And uh, I wasn't sure who it was. And then I think maybe like you said, like, I think that's Munoz. Mm-hmm. And um, he was just about to get on the bus. He was like, his face was behind the door. And then I just go like, Andres. And he peeks his head back and he's like, me? And like, then he comes over and walks over to us. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Well, it was it was confusing, Jeremy, because we I, t- I texted you like asking if you had his card the night before. Um, so, yeah. you, you know, you were nice enough to bring me one. Um, cause he, like, he's a guy you'd want, but they placed him on the IL like that day. Yeah. So, or the day before. So we weren't sure if he was going to be there. Um, but yeah, like, you know, he, he looked, uh, he looked terrifying in the playoffs last year. Like he really yeah. looked like he was going to be like their next great reliever. Um, mm-hmm. so it was, he signed for us and it was cool. And he kind of trolled the guy. He was like, yeah, you call me Eugenio or something. And then, uh, but yeah, then he the, was like, hey, like with this hair, you know, because um, he, yeah. he him and Suarez do both have like wavy hair and also facial hair. So like, <clears throat> you know, he was he was cool about it. But uh, yeah. yeah, he signed he, and he was a nice guy and he's a good guy to get too. yeah, he was very good to get. I could see I, I saw him line up your your card like he really like took his time to like sign it nice, which was cool. Yeah, Um, uh, it was instant ink. And it was. <laughs> I did say to Jack, ink, baby, <laughs> I was maybe feeling pretty good after the J Rod thing. Yeah. And, and as he was like, t- he like had just signed for like Chris and he was coming to me and I go, I say, I whisper in a Jack's ear. I'm like instant ink. 
<laughs> pretty funny. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, but the guy, but I will say this also, Munoz is like much, is like considerably darker than Eugenio Suarez. Yes. And yes. the guy came out and like, the guy, the, the the fan behind us was like, he said right to his face, he's like, you're Suarez. And he's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, about it, you know, the hair, you know, I can see why. Right, and, uh, right. And he's like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. And we were like, that's Munoz or so- someone said that or something and whatever. And then he signed for us. But uh, it was just, it was a little cringy, but um, he was definitely a good sport about it. And he was super nice and super cool. And um, yeah, it was I, very I, cool I told him, him, I was like, hey, I loved watching you in the playoffs last year. And he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So he was he was cool. Um, yeah. And then and then Teoscar Hernandez came out too, uh, and he he also signed for us, which was which was great. Um, I, I mean I think it helped that that kid had his batting gloves, but uh, yeah, he signed for us. He was cool as well. Um, he gave me a nice autograph on a card, uh, and I, so he had made he made a really nice catch in the game. I don't know if you saw a replay of that, Jeremy, no. but like you know he was going he was going back against the wall, and he uh, you know and and he he made the catch jumping and then like he he jumped into the wall and kind of hit the wall and mm. you know there's no ivy on the on the walls right now it's all just like it looks like a, a big tumbleweed that's been spread across the whole the whole fence and so i said to him i was like hey nice catch tonight and he was like he just went ooh. i don't did did you hear him when he <laughs> no, said that i didn't hear what he said i heard you say that but i didn't uh, that's yeah cool. the way he reacted he just went ooh, uh, and then like he moved on but like the, that's funny. I, I you know i think I wonder if he was just reacting because he was like he remembered like how it felt to just run into that brick wall, or maybe maybe he was reacting to something else. I don't know, but it was uh, it was funny. But That's he's funny. he's a good player. He drove in a hundred yeah. and he drove in over a hundred runs in twenty sixteen, and he had over thirty homers. So he's good. So I, it was cool to get him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, he signed for everyone out there. Like there was maybe like seven or eight people at that point. Um, yeah. And uh, he he got, he had everybody, so that was that was cool. That was very cool. Like he was a guy who I would I was a little surprised that you know I necessarily wouldn't have I wouldn't have necessarily guessed that he would have been a guy to sign for everyone, but uh, he did, so that was cool. Yeah, and then Kellenic came out uh, looking like a a cast member from uh, uh, what what did I say? It's it's getting to getting late here. Um, I said he looked like Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Like that's right, and I said he looked like he belonged in Zoolander. He had like yes. frosted frosted tips it was just like un- it was unexpected yeah he has like he has like like jerk off hair basically like he, yeah it's all like like spiky and stuff yeah he, he does and like he was wearing sunglasses and like yeah. definitely looking like he was too cool for school and you yelled at him you were like you just said hey jared and he just kind of nodded um yeah. but it's like dude you're from waukesha wisconsin man let's all <laughs> let, let's all relax here yeah, he um yeah, the glasses he these glasses he was wearing, they looked like something like that Marty McFly would wear like in in the movie like either in the 50s as a space guy or in the in the 80s. They they looked like he was handling handling plutonium or something. Like nah. really crazy glasses and like it was just a weird look. And he he kind of snuck in with a bunch of other guys. Like I forgot who who was in front of him, but like we were we made all of them and then the guy at the end was like, "Oh, and that's Kellenick." And then I just said, "Hey, Jared, and uh, and he's like he just like nodded or whatever, but yeah, one of the kids from before did say that like he never ever signs, so yeah. uh, I believe it. Yeah, for sure. I 
I, I wonder if that's why he's like struggled in the big leagues. He seems like the kind of guy, cause he had like the, the dad who was like a coach and like owned that mm-hmm. training center. He seems like the kind of guy who's like only listens to like his dad and not actual major league coaches or something. Sure. But I don't know. Maybe he's putting it together. He homered in every game in that, in the series against the Cubs. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he plays well at Wrigley field and the Cubs should get him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, Scott service finally came out. Um, man, Jeremy, th- those, these old catchers, dude, it, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't add up <laughs> once, once you become old. Yeah. Service just has this like perma, perma frown or permanent perma wince on his face. Just like this, ugh, like this look on his face. And so like, he came out and I'm like, Scott, like, you know, Scott, can you sign one? And he just gave this like wince, like, eh, and then just like got, got on the <laughs> bus basically. <laughs> My favorite part of that whole thing, Jeremy, is uh, so, you know, you, 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 we yelled at him and it, he, he looked at us and he, he kept going into the bus and the last ditch effort is always yeah. the funniest. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause, cause he, he like, he's walking onto the bus, he's going up in the, on the steps and Jeremy goes for an old Cubs fan. And it's just like service didn't even acknowledge that, and he just kept going up. But it's like it was a nice final try. Yeah. At, at it, you know, and it, like service played for other teams besides the Cubs, so it's like you know, I, I know he's kind of probably maybe most known as a Cub, if not an Astro. But like yeah. you know, the fact that you would think he would have some sort of like sentimental thing for just this fucking, you know, this old guy who's trying to get his autograph is is funny, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. Love- that was that was funny. Yeah, it, when you wrote that in the notes, because like I forgot to write that down in the notes. Um, you wrote you wrote that and it made me laugh out loud. And it the way it re- <laughs> the way it reads like I don't know if you remember Jack in the um, in the puffy shirt episode of Seinfeld, when uh-huh. like they give those shirts away. Like at the end of the like this sh- Jerry wears the shirt, he gets ridiculed, and then they like have all these leftover shirts that they thought they were gonna sell. They give them away to like these like homeless people basically. And at the end of the at the end of the episode these guys are like begging for money and they go up to Jerry and the guy goes like, would you help out an old buccaneer? <laughs> and like, it made me think of like, come on, Scott for an old Cubs fan, you know? Uh, but yeah, that was, <laughs> it was kind of like a goofy, like last ditch effort. And like, uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't work. But it was pretty funny to say out loud. No, for sure. Um, man, probably the guy I wanted most, um, you know, disappointing that I missed J rod, but I really wanted to get Steven Vogt who is the uh, uh, Mariners' bullpen coach. So he was, like, one of the last guys out. And so we spotted him, and he was with, like, the entire cast of The Bachelorette. He was just <laughs> yeah. he was just with, like, he was just with ten, like, bros yes, who weren't, yeah. who weren't uh, players or coaches or even associated with the team because none of them got on the bus. No, so, they like, parted ways at the gate. Yeah, and, like, it was just, like, it like yeah, so they were at the gate, and they all come out, and then, like, Steven Vogt is, like, high-fiving them all, and they're like, all right, man, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool, good seeing you, like, yeah, good luck, good luck, and they were saying, like, good luck to each other and not even Steven Vogt, like, it was just, it was a very weird thing, but then there, there was just too much going on, but then we called for, we called for Vogt, we were like, hey, Steven, and then he just, like, he just kind of looked at us and nodded and got on the bus, and that was really disappointing, man, we got big time by Steven Vogt, I thought he, I thought he was, like, a, a cool guy. Yeah, I I thought he I thought we'd be able to get him. Um but that was a weird that was just a weird situation. Um the there of that whole group of guys which was like 10 people, two yeah. got on the bus, vote and okay. like one other guy who was like looked like a trainer guy or something. And but he had a bunch of cash in his hand. 
which was weird. And I'm like, did he pay those kids or did those kids pay them? Like, did the kids pay that guy to like hang out with the, with the team or something like, but he had like a stack of like crisp bills. Like, I don't know if they were hundreds or what, but like, it was a weird thing. Like, I don't know what that was, but it's like, no, I wonder if it's even like on the, if it's even on the up and up, like it's like the Mariners <laughs> are like selling like, you know, dugout passes to like young, like college baseball players or something like, yeah, I don't right. know. There might be some tampering even going on. I don't know. No, it was, it was very weird. I, I would have liked to have known how that would have played out if it hadn't been, um, if those guys hadn't been there. Yeah. Like, yeah, if if Vogt would have signed, um, I don't yeah. know. Maybe we'll have to ask Chris if he signed. Uh, you know the that that uh, the next night, but so that that was a disappointment. Um, and then so so after that, the bus left and it was almost done. So you know, you, me, and Chris were walking back uh, back up north toward the Cubs parking lot. I couldn't do the Cubs because I had to gra- uh, work the next day. But um, for for somehow Chris, Chris brought up the candy kids, the kids who always come and sell candy. Yeah. And then, you know, Jeremy and I just started lamenting about how stupid it was. And then Chris goes, oh, yeah, who was it? Uh, McCutcheon. McCutcheon last year, he gave him like $100. $100. And then, and then it was just like, said. what's that? Maybe he said even each. I don't even know if he said Yeah, that. even each. So, like, McCutcheon just, like, fucking threw a bunch of money at these kids. And it was like a light bulb, bulb moment where it was like, oh, that's why they keep coming back because of fucking yeah. Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. Like he, you know, he set a bad precedent, and now these kids are coming back every time. So now we know we have Andrew McCutcheon to to thank for that. Because yeah, like exactly. they they sure they sure as hell like you know weren't coming back uh, for like ten dollars from Bud Black once a year. You know <laughs> that that yeah. that's not sustainable. Um, you know, not to dwell on this too much, Jeremy, but uh, I I did want to have a, point out a funny thought I had like. You know, like a couple years ago, um, when that uh, they the old guys used to sell the scorecards at Wrigley Field, and the one guy I would never want the pencil, and he'd say, "Oh, give it to a kid," and then you know, Bud Black, like uh, you know, after he bought that candy from those kids, he didn't want the candy, so he's like, "Ah, just give the candy to some kids." Like mm-hmm. that's such an it's such an old guy thing to yeah. be like, "Ah, just you know, just give it to a kid. Like a kid will want it." Like I wonder, I wonder if I'll ever do that when I'm old. You know, just some <laughs> something I don't want. Like, ah, just give it to a kid. The kid will be happy to have it. Well, with Cubs promotional giveaways, it's give it to Jeremy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It's, right. As long I, as I, I'm, you know, yeah, I, I didn't end up giving you my pic- picnic blanket, which is kind of surprising. It's just yeah. sitting there. So, <laughs> right. honestly, next time you come over, you can probably have it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, you know, yeah, as I would say, as long as I'm around, you know, give it to me first, and then the kid. Yeah. Right. Right. But, um, but yeah, if it's free, I'll take three. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, that was, um, that was unpleasant to hear actually, because it's like, oh God, that's why. And like, they're never going to not come now. Like nope. if some, you know, we should like say that if they're there once, well, after McCutcheon actually retires, we should say like out loud, it's like, yeah. So did you hear Andrew McCutcheon retired? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he won't be back ever again. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Uh, maybe that'll get him out of there. But um, the one last thing, Jack, after we did part ways, me and Chris did walk back towards the Cubs um, parking lot. And um, I was walking and there was um, I walked and I I saw something on the ground, like a pass, like a Cubs pass. And I, I thought it said Ferguson Jenkins. And so I stopped really quick and I looked I bent over to maybe pick it up. And it didn't say it said something like it said, like, you know, 
um, Fuller, Fullington Jackson or something. It's like, like, oh, you know, almost got me. But like, I realized as I stopped, there was a guy behind me and he had to stop short really quick too. And then he bent down to like pick it up. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, we were walking and like, there was a guy like right behind us. And it was the guy, he was at the Mariners bus at the end of the night. He was like, maybe like the one other guy who was there. Do you, I don't know if you remember him or not. I, I think I, had, yeah, I, I if I I think I know the guy you're talking about. He had, like, was he short, the one who was like in the catbird seat? Maybe at the end. I don't know. I mean, like the, the kid okay. in the catbird seat was like a kid, like um early sure. on. Sure. I remember seeing an older guy there too. I feel like I've seen there before. But uh, anyway, you know, may, maybe yeah. I maybe I know him by sight. Just some guy with short hair. Maybe like he had a goatee or something. But like, sure, he was falling right behind me, and like. Then like and then I said to Chris like me after like we we kind of like parted away from him we kind of drifted away from him me and Chris looked at each other and we were like was that guy like following like right like really close behind us and Chris was like yeah yeah I was like what is up with that that's weird and then I'm like and Chris was like yeah I'm like looking around like is this guy gonna like rob us or something and I'm like mm-hmm. and then I was like yeah I'm like I was thinking like is he gonna jump me for the <laughs> the J Rod card or something <laughs> like yeah. he was right behind us and like it was really weird and like to the point where like. Yeah, I, I reached down to grab this thing, and he almost, like, he stopped right behind me and reached for it also. And it's like, dude, back the fuck away, man. That's, um, that's weird. Yeah. So we, I don't even remember what we did. We maybe stood by the Cubs bus for a little bit and then then left, or the Cubs yeah. lot and then left. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was no no dice, really. Sure. Yeah, well, it was late. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was pretty much it, but, uh, yes, an eventful, um, two day swing at the bus, um, with two American league teams that don't come here very often. Yep. So, um, it's honestly, you know, yes, I'm, I'm very happy. I got J rod, but I, I really wanted Scott service. And like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm disappointed, but like my Scott service is, is my Steven vote. Uh, you know, for me, I really did want service. Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, I had, I had a cool card of his too. I would have loved to get it signed. Yeah, I even I have a Cubs card of service where he's even wincing on it. I think he is win- <laughs> he is wincing on this goddamn card. Like That's it's a funny. classic Scott Service wince. So like, <laughs> I I really want to I want to get this card signed eventually. I mean, if the Mariners don't do well in the playoffs, I kind of feel like he might not be long for the team. Sure, but uh, but yeah. So I don't know. It was that what I my ultimate takeaway from the um, from the Mariners experience was that there were some autos left on the table. There yep. were guys we could have got that we just didn't get, um, either for the commotion or because there were goofballs around us and like just running interference. Like we should have got Tom Murphy, we should have got Ty France, we should have um, got Sewald, we should have got Sewald. Yeah, like like it was a uh, yeah, it was a bummer. So there was there was definitely some missed opportunities for sure, for sure. Um, but uh, hey, you know they'll probably be back two years from now, so maybe then. Yeah. Well, none of those fucking guys will be on the team. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, as as Teoscar Hernandez would say, "Woo, um, this was a this was a long one, but uh, yeah. but it was a good one." Yeah, for sure, a lot of stuff happened. So, um, we'll wrap it up for now. Uh, we do we are planning on going to another game in a couple weeks, but yeah, Jack, maybe um, maybe we should do that over under for the next episode. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, uh, it sounds like a plan to me. All right, cool. Well, we'll be back with that then soon enough. All right, for Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sokowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. See you next time. Later.